Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you used to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Jess Press Play Podcast. We have... Pops and Uncle Tony joining me, Kevin. LJ could, we, you know, we're kind of, we like to leave things up. We might call an audible later. LJ's in transit. He may join He'll at be. some point or he may not. We'll see. Hopefully for you viewers, you get LJ because that'll make you smarter because all, all us three are just probably going to make you dumber. But with <laughs> that being said, Pops, Uncle Tony, what's happening? Well, I know the best way to view us is on a podcast. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where we... Look the best. We shine on, on the viewing podcast. Face for we, radio. That, that is that is that is very true. We do have all all three face for radios. Um, we have there's there's a huge game this week, and a lot of people probably think I'm talking about the Super Bowl, but I'm talking about the game that already happened. Arkansas taking down number one ranked Auburn. I believe they were on a 19 game winning streak, and Nine. they came into Bud Walton Arena. The first time Arkansas has ever hosted a number one team, there's a little caveat there because they have hosted number one teams in Barnhill, but never at Bud Walton Arena. Well, actually in Pine, and, in Pine Bluff. They wouldn't like Oh, is it, yeah, you're right. Bluff, right. Yeah. Why, actually, and I might have a question about that because I keep seeing Pine Bluff and sure. I didn't realize they even sure. played there, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, just We have a lot of shit to talk about because we had boots on the ground at that upset <laughs> because, Uncle Tony, you were there, correct? I was there with... The posse, uh, me, Keith Smith, and Nancy, and my lovely partner, Cindy, were up at the game and uh, had a hell of a time. Hell of a time. Uh, we best, got, we, I yeah. mean, we have a lot to talk about. And then we will, of course, we're not just going to forget that the Super Bowl is a thing that's happening in a few days. We'll we'll talk a little Super Bowl. We got some, I don't know if y'all saw Gronk as pick Joe Burrow as his new quarterback. I, I heard that <laughs> quote. Um, and prop bets. We got it all coming for you. Obviously, Arkansas stuff. We might even touch the coaching carousel. And Pops might have – I don't know what it was. He just said he might have something for us. I, I don't even know what to tease, but that's all you need to know is to know that you need to stick around. Uh, but real quick, let's get a word from our sponsor. Over the last few months, I've been uh, scouring the Internet looking for community. And I actually made a couple of friends way, way out yonder. Met a feller named Michael from uh, Moscow. He turned me on to this uh, new kind of sports casting, community sharing 
application on your telephone called ColorCast. ColorCast is a place where you can sit down and stream stats of the game as you listen to your favorite broadcasters tell you all about it. Why don't you go on over there and give it a look. Brand new application. We'll be looking out for you here. So, Uncle Tony, there's a word from our sponsor. We, we might need to start raising that GoFundMe because um, the Arkansas Razorbacks are being fined 250000 for the fans storming the court. We'll get into storming the court uh, in a second. Tony, what you were there at the game. Arkansas beats Auburn, number one ranked Auburn, in Bud Walden. On, I'm sitting here from my house and my couch. That It seemed like the loudest I've ever – that stadium sounded so insane. Uh, the team played awesome. It was fun to watch. It's obviously much more fun for all three of us being Arkansas fans with the outcome. But uh, give us what, – what do you think? Let's just talk about it. Yeah, I, I got to say, and so I've I've had the opportunity and been lucky enough to go to several sporting events that were uh, pretty big. And, 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 and so, you know, we used to go to Barnhill Arena, uh, and I always thought that was the loudest place. And we've been to several games at Bud Walton uh, when UNLV uh, was coming to town and the Razorbacks played them. First night in Bud Walton, uh, and uh, and you know we watched uh, Razorbacks beat Houston in Barnhill, and and all loud. Uh, um, I went to the 2014 World Series game in Kansas City, uh, and with uh, about fifty thousand people, and that was loud. Been in football stadiums, uh, you know, for um, the Cotton Bowl at AT and T, and it was loud. But I'm telling you right now, there's never been anything louder than what I heard last night. Uh, at Bud Walton, uh, it, it just uh, that place was built for noise, and it sure lived up to its reputation last night. And uh, it was just amazing from start to finish. Start to finish was just—I uh, mean, it was electric. a tight game. I didn't get to watch the first first part of it, but I kind of had it. I was at work for the first part, but I had a side screen, kind of keeping yeah. an eye on it. Of course, it was a tight game the whole way, and then the second half, even the biggest lead I felt like uh, that I can remember. Auburn got up by about four or five at one point. Arkansas got up by about six or something, but it never got. I mean, it was tight. It was. It was. You know, it never felt good. There might have been. You might have been clinched up if you know what I'm saying in (laughs) certain areas uh, for the game. Pops, I know you were watching it from the house too. Obviously, with. a lot of nerves going. What'd you think about the game? How, how was it for you on your side? Well, you know, it, we started out pretty strong. We, you know, we, we got a little lead in that first half. And then towards the end of the first half, we struggled. And, and they came back. I can't remember what it was. Was it a two-point game at half? It, it was it Three. was pretty tight. Three-point Three. game at half. Three-point yeah. game at uh, half, yeah. And then the, the, the second half just – number one, I love Jalen Williams. I love Jalen Williams. I just love Jalen Williams. I don't know if I've said that. <laughs> but I just like the way he plays. I like the way he plays hard. I like that team. Well, so I do have a question. Me and you were talking about Jalen Williams on the phone, and I just brought why you mentioned him. We were talking about him on the phone earlier today. He's not your like star. Like he's not going to no. be the top three pick in the draft, or you know, like Moses Moody had at times that star ability where he can kind of take over a game. Jalen Williams doesn't ever really take over a game, but he's a double double, and man, he plays hard as hell. And he can. I'm not saying he can't get you 20 because he has a little shot. He can mm-hmm. score. But he just plays so damn hard, and it's just it's so fun to watch him. Well, we talked about it. I, I think he's going to get a, che- a che- paycheck from the NBA. I do think he will He will have a career in the NBA. Yeah. He's not going to be a star, like you say, but he will make some money. 
uh, for it. But my question is, how did Musselman lose his shirt? What the hell okay. happened there? I mean, what? He, do you have do you have some on that, Tony? Because I have a little bit too. Yeah, it's not yeah, easy so, to take off. Yeah. So what happened? What had happened was what had happened. So going into the game, going into the stadium uh, yesterday um, on the way in, the students have been lined up for a long time, and they actually had to send them home overnight. They came back, and so he's coming in. Couple of students said, "Hey, coach, are you going to take your shirt off if you win?" And uh, he said, "Yeah, if we win, I will." And that's been kind of a tradition for him. He has taken his shirt off in multiple games over the years. <laughs> okay, um, I uh, believe was it the the game that sent us to the Sweet Sixteen? Did he take his shirt off, I or maybe it was at he, one of the NCAA tournament yes. games? He ripped his shirt ripped off. His shirt off. Was, he done it in Nevada, right. and it kind of I don't came remember over. that. Yeah, that's when he did it in Nevada. That's kind of when I don't know if you've heard this nickname pops, but he does have a nickname. I might I think it was Titus and Tate. If you ever listen to their podcast, they have a college basketball podcast. Shout out to them. I love them. But I think they gave him the nickname Muscle Meme Muscle because meme. <laughs> when he ripped his shirt off it obviously because he's just a, you know, he's middle aged just- white guy. He's not badly built. It's just funny. He's just like, <laughs> he's whoa. <wiry. laughs> well, what I'm saying is, how do you get it off when so, you got your arm yeah, in a So, cast? Tony, yeah, keep yeah, going. So keep going. what happened. So. He, as soon as the game's over, because he's had rotator cuff surgery, right? And it's and it's still healing. And so immediately, the security guards and the staff surround him, and they move him towards the uh, move him towards the uh, um, uh, locker rooms. And he gets in there, and he, he does his ESPN interview, and then he immediately turns around and says, "Guys, take this shirt off of me." And so the security guards <laughs> take the shirt off of him, and they say, "Okay, let's go." And so for about two minutes. He rolls back out into the – and everybody's still on the court. He rolls back out in there, and he's up there, and he's on the big screen. They're showing him. He's doing like – you know, not both hands, but, you know, he's got his swing on. He's rolling like this, and he's high-fiving. He's got these two cops around him, and they're surrounding him as he goes back out there. And he he, he threw the shirt somewhere coming out. And, and A so fan got it somewhere. Somebody's got sure that who, shirt. And so it'll it'll go for quite the bit on an auction if they if they ever try that. But um, my dream for that shirt is that it's in some eventually it's in that ideally that fan's man cave. Even if that man cave is literally just a TV and that shirt on the wall, because that's just cool. I yeah. mean, it won't look cool to everyone else, but just You'll knowing know. what that that night was. What's that red shirt yeah, there? It. Yeah. So that's just awesome. So that just tells you. So I will say this, and and we can talk about the games more because it was a great basketball game. There were some great strategic. Uh, situations that both teams took advantage of. I just thought it was a great college basketball game. But one thing you can't deny is that this team has taken on Musselman's uh, uh, personality. Uh, this guy has no quit in him. He's like a, a, a bulldog. He, he's tough. Don't mess with him. I, if I had to go into a fight in an alley, Musselman's going to be one of the people I take with me because I he, he just going to cut you. You know, you're going to get out of the alley. Uh, okay, because mo- if Musselman says so. And so that's the way this team plays. And it's awesome to see him engage with the students and own the moment. You know, a lot of coaches, well, we did a great job. You know, we did, we played it well. You know, we did what we were supposed to do. You know, well, you always expected to win. It, he don't play it like that, right? He, he's coming well, out there. Well, and even like, great. These fans are great. This is the best building. To, you know, he really owns it. And um, doesn't well, even in the post game, they asked him about it. And he, he did first. I mean, he did give a little of the coach talk like, look, we do have Alabama coming up. And Alabama, I know they, their record doesn't show what they are, but they're a good team. And we got to get prepared. But 
all that being said, tonight, tonight. we are going to celebrate in Fayetteville. Yeah. Like, it's a good night in yeah. Fayetteville. And yeah. you know what? That's fine. Let the kid. You can you can celebrate a win, and then on Wednesday, let's get back to work. Like, and then we're recording this on Wednesday, so we watched the game last night. Yeah. Uh, Pops, at, it's hard not to love Musselman at the head of a program that you root for, right? Right. He and, and Pittman. I mean, how could you not love the two coaches that we have at our beloved? Well, university? And it's interesting. I, mean, I think Musselman brought something to. I was talking about this with the guy I work with Hayden, who he keeps up with all the Arkansas stuff. He's. Ta- he, I think he knows someone that works for their social media team mm-hmm. and. Their social media team that Arkansas has right now, I don't know if you guys have seen it. They're really, really good on all things like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like they're good about, they have the good videos, even memes or whatever. Like they're, and they get all like the yesers from uh, Mm. Pittman and all that. And that was something I think, I think Muscleman kind of brought that because he realized how well that does just to, to be out there on Twitter. And Muscleman's the best. He tweets, all the time and he's trying to get fans involved and he has this little thing now where if you have a ticket but you can't get to the game you can email him and he tweets about it all the time where you can email him and he'll find a way to get that ticket to a student or someone else that wants to be at the game if you're just if it's going to waste and i my thought was he brought that and your check realized how awesome that was because you see the football team does it now too and it's embrace it because it works i I saw more national pundits who don't really care just saying, like, I don't care who won the game, but this is awesome. I love every second of this, yeah. like, muscle mm-hmm. men and everything else. Yeah. And that can only help you. I don't see how that hurts you. No doubt. So, so I have one more question for Mr. Boots on the floor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boot, boot, in here. Boots yeah. on the ground, yeah. our live correspondent so who was I, there. Apparently, is it so the Auburn team danced on the logo before the game? Did you see that? And apparently that was used for Must motivation. Said it. I Okay, so I didn't see that, but but when we came, it got might in, not even happen. No, no, it happened. I've seen no, a video happened. of it. So when yeah, we got oh, there, they okay. had just started their uh, informal shoot around. And so at that point, and normally what you'll see is some of the players getting together because they all, they they know each other a lot, especially these transfer guys because they've you know they've played AAU together or they've been in that portal. They know each other, right? Um, but there was absolutely no, I mean, no conversation going on between the two teams, none whatsoever. And I thought that was kind of strange. Um, and they'd been out there for probably maybe five minutes before we got there. So so. The the video that I saw is they came out there before the shoot around they do these things and they were dancing on the Razorback and one of the guys had his uh, finger up to his lips because the students were in there like thirty seconds after the gates opened so they they had been there for a while and uh, so apparently it was a deal and they saw it and what I noticed was when the informal shoot around was over uh, Arkansas was was shooting down at Georgia's end where their uh, bench was. And so, North, so Georgia Auburn's, was going Auburn's down. Man. I said, Georgia, I'm sorry. I keep doing that. Auburn's bench, where Auburn's bench was. And um, uh, so they were, uh, so the Auburn guys were coming out and putting away their sweats and stuff. And Arkansas was standing there in the middle of the lane uh, around the free throw line. And, and they were talking and they're, you know, they're starting to get up. They're start, you're starting to move and they're starting to jump up and down. And they're right in front of the Auburn players. And I thought for a second, like, oh, no. This could be an incident coming, but it was in in reference to that them dancing. They they just sat there and for for a while the Auburn guys just kind of went around them a little bit, and then they said one two three raise, and then they walked off the court. And I thought, well, that's that's kind of ballsy to do that to the number one team in the country. But they did it because they danced on the Razorback. 
Mm. Well, so I have a couple thoughts to that. One, have we not learned? It's just don't, don't dance do on a logo. Like, don't, wait, to, if you what? win, nothing good. If you win, go ahead, motivation. but don't do it before because there's already motivation. Yeah, nothing there's good just happens. no reason to do it. But my second thought, though, is I love all that. Like, I love. Yeah. I and I'm glad it didn't go to anything else, and there wasn't a fight. I don't. I'm not saying I want a fight, but I I like that when the game's on between those 40 minutes, and you're in between the lines. Don't like them. Want to beat them yeah. and 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 have that animosity. You saw a couple of times where there was a foul, and maybe Jalen Williams got hit, and they were never. I never felt like it was being dirty, but definitely some chirping back and forth. And as a fan watching, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I know as playing in much smaller stakes than they are, but as a fan, that makes the game so much more fun to know, like, these guys want to beat it, not just for a win for Arkansas, but they want to beat that specific guy. They want to yeah. beat that team, and that that's fun. That's yeah. just fun. And I thought the – and that gets to the refs. I thought the refs called a, a fairly good game. When I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. I did look at a stat. So, by the way, on free throws – Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas was 26 of 32, okay? Yeah. Auburn took 17. We hit 26 free throws. Auburn took 17. Well, part of the reason we took we, we made 26 because we shot well from the free throw line. No, we're good. We're good free throw, but I'm just saying that's but a lot yeah, of But, yeah, that fouls. does say something that we shot more than – we made more than they even shot. Right. That is interesting. So here's the answer to that, okay? Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Y'all ready for me to lay this knowledge down on you? <laughs> Okay. Please bring it. So I always, I come to you for reasons. That's who I come for. That's where. I, that's why I stand where I stand. Always, we should always have more fouls called against the team we're playing than us because we drive the ball to the basket. And so I heard Eric Musselman say something last night, and and Auburn didn't. Auburn was picking and rolling and looking for an open jump or or a dunk, and they weren't driving the lane. All they were doing was picking and rolling, driving the lane, and dishing, and uh, and and pushing it back out. So, uh, but Musselman said this. He said, we made an adjustment at halftime. He said, our guys, and if you watch the first half, we were we were getting obliterated at the rim. I mean, obliterated. Kessler is a hell of a player. Man, he could, I think he Kessler's block, good. He could block, a, he could, as soon as you come in the, the gym, he's blocked your shot. I mean, you can't even, you throw it up to, to, to dribble. He's blocked your shot. It's just, and they did really talk good. about him. He he's not only seven one long arms, but he's a good like he just he's knows good. how to block shots. Oh, they're, they're, take nothing. Auburn is a really really good basketball team. They're, that was they might win it all. Win. They might they win sure the whole could. damn thing. They sure could. But um, he's they're legit. But here was the thing. So Musman said we talked, and if you're going to attack a shot blocker, you can't attack them underneath the basket. You've got to attack them fifteen feet away from the basket. And so here's what started happening. Arkansas was, you know, they do this weave stuff at the front. You're like, why are you weaving around? But they were looking for the mismatch. And so all of a sudden, Auburn started switching. And next thing you know, J.D. Note is on Kessler. Or J.D. Note is on 44, their power forward. And he's taking them to the rim. And Musselman said, engage the shot blocker 15 feet away. Get into his body there because that's when you're going to get the foul. If you take the ball, if you don't, if you engage their body under the rim, your, your, your shot's going to get blocked. They won't call the foul. So we started to engage them around the foul line, and it was it, it, he was exactly right. And that's why so many fouls got started to get called, and we went to the free – they were bigger than we were. But we were we got the mismatches and got quick to the basket, 
and got to the free throw line, and it, it and it was really a great strategy. You know, it's nice to see an Arkansas team hitting free throws. Um, we've oh, we've man. had our we've been the other way. Uh, we've been the other and, way. These and these cats can hit free throws. And, and yeah. I'll say this about free throws. Okay, and so Kevin's right. So if if Auburn would have hit a few more, they'd have had a few more. So so here's the thing. And this is this this goes to how loud the stadium, uh, the the uh, Bud Walton Arena was. So I, I was looking at the stats, and if I saw the box score correctly, the last free throw, the last free throw that Auburn took that Auburn took and made was at sixteen oh two in the second half. After that, they and that's missed, with a bunch of lane violations. Yes, too. they missed nine straight free throws. It was Kessler and Eskridge and someone. So it wasn't just Kessler, but he he had six of them. But they went nine straight. And I'm telling you, I've never shot heard shot 47% from the free I, throw line. I have never heard a place so loud as when they kept going to the free throw line. It was just ridiculous. You, it was a Well, there was a couple where running. Kessler bricked a couple so bad that I think you're just going to miss what? it either way. But it can't help when it's literally – you. I mean, I think in a text thread – with with the, with the posse that was there at the game, y'all said during the free throws, you literally couldn't hear yourself. Couldn't hear, or, or you couldn't think. You it couldn't. Just- and and so what was what was great about it is it was loud on his first free throw, and he clanked it off the front of the rim. It was terrible. <laughs> and then it got a little louder, and he bumped it off the back, and they called a damn lane violation. Well, that pissed everybody off, and so they start screaming louder, and it, it and it just kept. I think the announcer after he did that, they were like. Well, he missed his first two, and honestly, I don't think you could miss any two worse than that. And they were the exact opposite misses; like they weren't. Yeah, but it just—I've um, never because they were—they uh, got to the line, and you could tell they were scared to death. I mean, you—they couldn't think, you couldn't hear, you couldn't anything. It was just—it was just awesome. And so, okay, nine straight missed free throws. That—that that goes to the crowd. That really does. We might be losing so, our Swedish audience. Yeah. Yeah. So, so wrap up the Arkansas. I do want to give uh, the reason uh, I, I'm I'm back. I'm getting to that mode where I start watching some college Me basketball. Start. Yeah. I yeah. figure figure out what I'm going to be doing in March, and I'll just say that Kessler might not know how to make a free throw, especially when it's loud. But Kessler can play at 16 and 19 and seven blocks, and then Jabari Smith, that dude, that dude can hoop. And he made three after three in overtime where I was like, oh, shit. Like, we might not win. Dude, that that guy is prototypical NBA. Man. Oh, he's – I think he's number one overall pick in the NBA he's, draft. I think we watched him last he, night. Yeah, and, and what was fun to watch him is he just kind of cruised he, – he had that kind of Todd Day mentality, but better. Uh, he he kind of just cruised down the court, and then all of a sudden when he got the ball, he was just exploded. Right, he just cruised wherever he went. He was just cruising. He wasn't slow. He wasn't fast. He was just cruising. And then all of a sudden, he's got the ball. And pfft, he's up. How? Why didn't we block that? We were right in his face. But pfft, he's up. He's done. The kid is was amazing. He we we did a good job bodying him up early um, and not letting him get the ball to him. But man, he can shoot a rock. And he, he he's an NBA player. He's the. I think he will be your number one overall pick in That's next year's NBA draft. Okay, and I, can this I give not you even necessarily. I want to give you one yeah. last stat on this. Yeah, so, of course. ESPN Research. This is from ESPN Research. They says that they said Arkansas is has twelve wins in twenty home games against top five opponents. They are second to only Kentucky. 
Kentucky's the tough only place team. to play. Well, it, which which interests me. So that leaves North Carolina, Duke, Kansas. There's a lot of UCLA, all great, all great atmospheres. Yeah. And, and we're second. Uh, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Things that make you go. And it hmm. Started back in Barnhill Arena, right there. Right, 1984. Funny, Barnhill Arena. The record attendance for Barnhill Arena was like 9,700. Yeah. Last night there was 20,000 plus, and that capacity for that stadium is like 19 something. Yeah, there. there <laughs> so there it was. It was rocking. Okay, I want to say one last thing. Get this out for those that are, are the junkies. Okay, it's funny because so. I have another question, but we might oh, okay, we'll okay, have wait, more wait, wait, on the back wait, end. Wait. I got to say this because I was on record for this. So I told Keith Smith before the game, I said, Audis Tony. Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy. I said, Audis Tony and Trey Wade are going to be the keys to this game. Well, Trey Wade stunk it up. Not to his fault. They were just faster than he was. But Audis Tony, the reason we won that ball game is because with about six minutes left in the second half, they switched Note and Tony. Tony went to cover uh, Green, bring the ball down. Who was Note just was not physical enough to get through the 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 high screen that Kessler was setting. Audie's Tony pushed that mother around, and it, and that pick and roll stopped. I love Audie's Tony. And when he that pick and roll stopped, too. that's when we came. We were able to make up that five points and get to where we could tie that ball game. So I give a lot of credit. Musselman said, "Don't credit me. They just play great defense." I'm telling you, that switch was a great uh, a great thing. And Audis Tony, he made out of lit up the scoreboard, but man, he he that game was that that's his. It's a, a team game, but that was a big deal. Okay, so we need to move on to. A, there's apparently another game being played this week. I don't know. They call it like the 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 duper goal or something. I don't know. It's a big game, so we need to get on to that one. We we might have to touch back on. On the back end of this podcast, the court storming police had a lot of thoughts about what happened in Arkansas and also in Texas recently. Just in general, the court storming police has been out. So I, I want to get yeah. your guys' thoughts on that. But we'll we'll get back to that later because I know a lot of people are getting ready for the big game, Bengals-Rams. Okay, so there's been a week since we last talked. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, we're, I think me and Pops were Rams, but we're a little nervous Tony, did you end up going Bengals? Or yeah. Is, it still, okay. is it still four and a half? What? I, I think it's question. four and a half. Where, where, is what I think I heard today. Now, I'm I'm, um, with, I'm with Mattress Mike. I'm going with the Bengals. Staying with them. Isn't it? Isn't it? Is it Mattress Mike? I think you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. his name. It Whatever the it, Houston guy that it, puts crazy yeah, money down. It ain't Magic Mike. I can tell you that. That's a great story. Mattress Mike goes across the border to Louisiana so he can place these bets, and he has to go to twenty different casinos on his phone. He has to go to he's on his phone, and once you're in the state of Louisiana, you can bet online. He has to go to twenty different casinos though, and sit in their parking lots and make these bets. He went to twenty different casinos, and he, I think he was, he finally bet like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars money line on the Bengals. So Bengals, yes, as I'm looking at it, still plus four. So pops, on, on we, the money Tony's, wow. Oh, money That's Tony money seems still very confident, and we're, yeah. there's more to there's more to mattress Mike, and uh, I, I think he's I think he's working this all yeah. and his benefit, yeah. and we might get into that sometime because I would like to, but this yeah. now's not the time. We'll we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah. Pops, you've been picking Rams since September. You you told us they were going to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> Are you a little nervous about your minus four? Just as confident, more confident? Where are you at? Um, I'm I'm at I'm equal to a slightly less confident, and I'll, the only reason is Joey Cool. I'm telling you, I I'm impressed with Joey Cool, and uh, uh, I'm just Burrow. 
does not get rattled. I think his experience in national championship games, playoff games, he's kept his cool. I just think this stage is no big deal for him, even though it's just his second year. I think he is prepared, and I think if he gets the ball uh, with an opportunity to for a score to make a difference at the end, he's going to make the score. Um, and I, I really think – I think the key to me is – Joe Mixon ought to have a really big day. I think they ought to be able to run the well, ball. Well, he might come up in a little prop bets that we talk at and, some and, point. And keep, keep that uh, – but 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 I'm still going with, with L.A. Rams because I think Aaron Donald's on a mention, mission to prove he may be still the best player in the NFL, and he wants a damn Super Bowl ring. And yeah. he and Von Miller, I just don't – that defense should be enough to hold the Cincinnati offense in check Cincinnati might cover, they might, but I'm going to take the Rams and I'll give you the four and a half. That I'm just going to stay with that. So you mentioned Aaron Donald. I have I have two thoughts on that. You mentioned Aaron Donald again, and I do think we're we're at the point in Aaron Donald's career. If he could he could retire right now, and he might be the best defensive player of all time. Just just looking at his resume, because he has I think four or five first team All Pros, first team All Pros, which it's hard enough just to get All Pros. Four times, first or second. He has four of them, and he has two defensive player of the years. He's also this year led the NFL in 66% of the snaps he was on the field. He was double teamed. He also leads the league in the highest pass rush win rate as a defensive tackle at 26%. That's 5% higher than the next highest at Chris Jones. So he's double teamed all the time, and he gets pressure all the time. We watched that happen in Tennessee against the Bengals, and that was not good for him. My thought is, I hear a lot of people kind of going Bengals, and and it's all, and I get it because I'm with you. Something about the Joey Cool, and uh, he he just seems awesome under the under the pressure. The team has some kind of magic going, but I've not had one person picking the Bengals giving me a good football reason. No, it's all why they're picking the Bengals. <laughs> it's like gnosis, they're yeah. just picking off vibes. Yes, and I love I the vibes that's coming out of Cincinnati, but. The Rams have also been in LA in their own Aaron beds Donald. for like what's a month. Happen. I mean, <laughs> Tony, I, yeah. you're picking the Bengals. Tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me more on yeah. why. Yeah, okay. convince so, me they're going to win. Okay, so here's a couple of things. Oh. And so, yeah, I, I, Aaron Donald is a tremendous uh, defensive player, but I think we've seen teams and Lifford, you, you, you kind of looked at this. The teams have had somewhat of success running the football against the Rams. Um, Cincinnati can run the football. Um, and, and I'm really thinking more as a balance for Cincinnati uh, uh, than it is offensive or defensive, uh, uh, one side being better or not. I, I think if you look at the uh, overall, I, I'm, I'm going back to, you know, Cincinnati probably has played bigger games during the season, especially the second half of the I'll season. I'll give you that. Yes. And the yeah. AFC, AFC versus NFC, for this year, AFC has, has been a significant something you've, favorite. Something you brought up. Uh, over the NFC. Very, yeah, you've been on that. Yeah. Very much. Now, the, but the NFC West has been uh, one of the strongest conferences. And I think, um, you know, other than the AFC West, and Cincinnati beat the AFC West champion. So... There you go. I, I think Cincinnati, but but here's here here's why I think that Cincinnati will win, and I I think they will actually win the ball game, not just cover. Um, but I am going to take the points. Um, <laughs> uh, is I think Joe Mixon uh, can be a, a three down back, and they've got a, a, a 
they've got a, a quality backup in Samanji Perrine. Um, and, and so, but I think Mixon can carry the ball 20 to 25 times and, and wear down uh, Aaron Donald. Because the thing about Aaron Donald, if you double team him 20, 25 times, at the, eventually it's going to wear on him. And they don't have enough depth at the other positions on the defensive line for that. to. And, and they're not the strongest linebacker core. That's why they went and got Von Miller. Now, if you're going to sit, if, if they force Cincinnati to drop back and throw the ball 40 times, Rams are going to win this ballgame. Um, because we saw Tennessee just annihilated that offensive line and somehow the Bengals won that. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, I think, yeah, I think Tennessee so Mixon has to have 100 yards and does Mixon no, have to be I think the MVP? He has to have 20. So here's, here's a prop bet for something. I think Mixon has to have 20 or more carries. And against Kansas City, he had 20 carries for 83 yards, something like that. So it sounds like right. so. Yeah. Um, and so if he carries the ball, if he has 20 or more carries, then I think Cincinnati wins the ball game. Uh, because he can he can take and, and uh, the other thing is Cincinnati uh, truly has a three deep on their uh, receiver core uh, because I don't think anybody out there uh, thinks Tyler Boyd is not a good receiver. Uh, if you put Tyler Boyd against Van Jefferson, I think you're going to take Tyler Boyd. Uh, now nobody's going to take anybody against Cooper Cup. Now Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, but Cooper Cup is is phenomenal. But the combination to me of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd, the three receiver, the possession guy, beats uh, beats Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, and Van Jefferson. Because I'm and and so here's the thing, I Higby don't believe I don't believe Tyler Higby's going to play. He has a medial collateral ligament strain. I believe it's a strain, um, and, and those are really tough to overcome, even in two weeks. Now Azuma. Is out as well. I think he's going to be out. He's going to be out. And I think so, that's a big deal. I think that's, that's a, a big, big deal. deal. But but for Cincinnati, Boyd can fill Boyd can fill the void. But I don't know who they've got because um, I don't think Donlin can do what he did again. That the backup uh, tight end for uh, L.A. can do that again. So to me, that's the deal. And Cincinnati is balanced enough on defense to to keep the Rams from just. Overload and everything because we saw Acres is doing great, but he's not the back that Mixon is, and we know Sony Michelle is not. And it's a possibility Daryl Henderson's back, but he can't be a hundred percent. So although they could run a bunch of bodies at him, I, I just don't see that. So that's why I think Cincinnati's going to win the ball game. Well, so that gets me to the bet that everybody likes to talk about and the Super Bowl MVP bet, and obviously. The quarterbacks are the top two because, in general, the quarterbacks are going to have good stats. It's just kind of what happens. It doesn't make sense to me that a running back who was a good running back all year, a running back that the Bengals will give carries to, that he's going to get his 20 touches a lot of times, is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the eighth best odds to win Super Bowl MVP, Joe Mixon. Is plus 3,300 behind T. Higgins, Odell Beckham, Cam Akers, Jamar Chase, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Joe Burrow, Stafford. I think it's a reasonable bet right there. That just makes sense to me because because I'm with Tony. If you're betting Super Bowl MVP, you're betting opportunity. It's kind of like you're going to fantasy football. You like a running back because he gets a lot of carries, goal line opportunities, chances to score. Mixon's going to get the chances. Now, whether – the Rams can stop him? I don't know. We'll see that. But he's going to get the opportunities. I think he's really talented. And there's 
a little extra to me. The Rams in the playoffs have done a decent job stopping the run. They kind of shut down the, the 49ers last week. I think that was a scheme thing. But you got to know that pass rush, which has been really good. Probably Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and uh, uh, Flo- is it Floyd? Leonard Floyd. The other guy? <laughs> Leonard Floyd. They, they know that they are really good, and they are kind of what makes the, the straw that stirs the drink. And they're going up against the offensive line that is not great and giving up eight sacks in a game. All of them got to kind of be thinking whether they'll say it outright or not. This is my game to go get like four sacks in the Super Bowl. I can make a day. And so let them get upfield a couple times. Joe Mixon can bust some runs. I think Joe Joe Mixon for Super Bowl MVP. The quarterbacks obviously make sense because they could win it. But odds-wise, I think Joe Mixon makes a lot of sense. What, what do you think? I th- I've heard there's a pretty good bet, uh, pretty good odds on just a non-quarterback winning the MVP. I can't remember. Maybe it was plus 180 or something like that. Or it was maybe more than that. But I'm telling you, like Cooper Cup, I mean, he may win the MVP of the league Thursday night. But uh, Well, and if you want to just bet on the Bengals' uh, the offensive line is that bad, if Aaron Donald does get three or four sacks and just totally wrecks the game – I think the voters would be down to give it to a non-quarterback, but they're just going to need a performance. You know, mm-hmm. they're just going to need that kind of an excuse. Give them yeah. somebody, give them an yeah. excuse, yeah. and it could I, be mixing. Could be. I like that bet of non-quarterback winning the MVP. In a lot of Super Bowls, you know, there's obviously a dominant quarterback that's coming in. And for everything we say about Joe Cool, he's not. He's still not that dominant quarterback. He's just a very opportunistic quarterback. He's doing great. Don't get me wrong. But Stafford's not a dominant quarterback. I mean, you know, when you have Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, one of those guys is going to win the MVP. Those are dominant quarterbacks. But here, I don't think you have that. Now, I, I'm not as sold on Mixon for MVP uh, because, again, I want to be 33 to 1, though, maybe, right? Yeah, I mean, it's good. But because, again, I want to be clear, what I'm saying is he's got to get 20 or more carries. You aren't necessarily saying 20 carries for 150 yeah. yards. You were he just saying 20 score. carries. He's got to be able to control. They've got to be able to control the line of scrimmage enough where Burrow can get some play action going and can get the ball. So I I, I think the non I, I like the non quarterback MVP bet. If you can get plus one eighty on that, that's 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 a that's probably more a good than bet. that. We need to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Tony, what do you what do you say to this is one that I know has been popular out there and they're probably screwing the odds up because they just know we like the names. Yeah. But uh Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase each to score a touchdown. You can bet them both for plus two fifty. Do you like that? Do you oh, hate it? I love it. Um, you love I it. I haven't too. seen that because I, I, you know, I, I really, I need to do a little more research. Um, for, you know, I, I thought I was going to be researching yesterday, and I spent my time elsewhere. Um, uh, well spent time. Well spent. Yeah. Not time. But, yeah. um, I don't. I this this feels like an over game to me. It really does, mm. and. Uh, you know, and we we touched on that a few a uh, few pods ago about the over uh, being a little bit favored this year. Now in the playoffs, the unders have been very have come back, but um, I, this just feels like an over game to me. Uh, uh, indoors on the turf, mild temperatures, just looks it just feels like an over game. And if that's the case, I don't over forty eight and a half. If there's, and no if, there's if there are six touchdowns scored between the two teams, how in the hell? Does Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase not have at least one apiece, right? If they're going to score six, if you if you want to go really big and say they're going to score eight touchdowns, Lord of mercy, how you, you, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase are going to definitely score at least one apiece. So 
uh, depending on how you see that. Now, if you see Evan McPherson as scoring the most points for the Bengals, then don't bet on Jamar Chase. Because the thing about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, to me, are 1-1-A. and one a, And they're, people don't talk about T. Higgins as much because he was hurt early, but he's really coming on. We saw that in the, play, in the um, championship game. But I, I would not bet either one of them head up for the MVP. But that's a great bet for a one-plus touchdown for Chase. I, I, I think T. Higgins plus 100 yards is a great bet. Uh, Pops, I, I know you're on the Rams. You could throw a Rams money line Cooper Cups touchdown. Just throw those together plus 135. No, no, and I'm going to. There's some of those same game parlays like I, I've heard several that I'm – I'm probably going to – yeah, and then you can hedge it. You know, I can hedge it with Cincinnati and, you know, hocus-pocus voodoo magic happens and they win. <laughs> and, and the, no, they're talented, but, but you know, I don't – How about how about this? Um, well, I heard – do we have any more thoughts of on the field, on, on, part of the game thoughts? Do we? Is there anything we, we haven't touched on? I, I just – the the Bengals defense – and this has been their, their, their situation the whole playoffs and – you can kind of look at their run to get here and go, well, they beat the Titans, but I really don't understand. I think the Titans beat themselves. Okay. They beat the Raiders, but the Raiders weren't great in that, and Derek Carr spiked one on third down when he probably should have just ran a play, so they had third and fourth down. They beat the Chiefs, but what happened to the Chiefs in the second half? This, now, this is coming from somebody who's trying to down the, the Bengals. You could also fall the other way to be like, well, they beat the Chiefs because they game out game planned them and they just were better in the second half. It's that that is why, Tony, I, it's just it's hard for me to pick the Bengals in this. I know everyone's picking them, but I keep coming back to I've not heard anybody pick them for a football reason. I know you kind of are you are, but I still feel like they're all good counters. And it just feels like a Rams Super Bowl to me. And that. Pops, you seem like you're well, in the same I, I, boat. Oh, one thing oh, ahead, I do, Pops. one thing I worry about is, to me, all the pressures on Stafford. I mean, he's got 100 percent, and the, the Rams in general. I think the Rams are, even though it's only They're a four point in. game. Yeah. I think everyone's going. Well, y'all are the better team. If yeah. we just start naming off guys, we're going to name off seven Rams before and and Joe Burrow before we get to well, anybody and, else. And here's the thing with Stafford too: is it's like, okay, put up or shut up. Okay, you say you're you know you're a good quarterback. Well, here's what you're here for. You got to do it, and and that that, that matters to an athlete. That and, anxiety that that puts and on you. We have watched Stafford this year. He's probably done his whole career, but we just have it under a, a bigger microscope this year. He will throw up he, when he when he the pressure's there. Last year, I mean, last he's, game. He's he's been great in some pressure situations, but he has totally fumbled the bag in some pressure situations. So that that I get that scaring you a little bit, Tony. What's kind of your thoughts to either what I said first or just that stuff? Yeah, right there? I I really like Matt Stafford. You know, I really do. He's fought through a lot of stuff, and and five it's years tough. ago, five years ago, it's unfortunate that he didn't get traded. Let, I, I just should say it that like that. Because I think five years ago, he, he could still make some throws that he can't make today. Um, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way. He's still a very, very, very good quarterback. Uh, I don't think L.A. is going to win on his back. And but uh, So to say this, the Rams are the team that has been built to win the Super Bowl. They get Von Miller. They sign Aaron Donald. They've got uh, Jalen Ramsey, they, Matt Stafford. They went and bought a lot. And so they went all in. They don't have a first-round draft pick until 2020, 
25 or 2024. It's funny everybody sh- uh, talks on that, Tony. I just wanted to mention, I know everyone's like, oh my, they trade all their first round picks. I mean, they also are really good at drafting second through the end. Like they've gotten Cooper Cup yeah. in the third round, Cam Akers in the second round. They're good. at their Their process isn't as crazy as people think it is because if you're good, you're trading a late first round. It's not like they're trading a top five pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so I, I, um, yeah. So I say all that to say that's just a feeling. You get this feeling. It's much like the Buccaneers last year. I feel like they bought that right. They went out and got all these things around. They got Brady, and they got the Vita Vea, and they got Sue. They got all these guys to be around. And uh, and a- anyway, so but it's just a feeling. When I look at the statistics and I look at that, oh man, I just. It keeps falling back over to the Bengals side, and and Matt Stafford is going to serve one up, and and to the so if you look at and then to your point you just made, Kevin. Okay, so if you if we're going to look at the path to this Super Bowl, and the Rams beating the Buccaneers handily, where the Buccaneers were obviously shorthanded, they they had one wide receiver. I mean that game should have been a twenty twenty point right. Win. And then they played what turned out to be a 49ers team who I they covered, but just was not that much offensively. Uh, tremendous defensive team. And then the Bengals playing the number one seed and the number two seed to get to this. I, I think the Bengals have had the tougher road. And if you want to look at what's happened, I, I think you got to go towards the Bengals. Well, and you just brought up another fair point. If if I'm arguing against the Rams, I have a couple of different things I could look at. I could look at that Buccaneers game where that game should – I mean, I said 20 point. That game was over at halftime. They should have won by 30. And, and they, they really should have they, won. They, let, they <laughs> let the Buccaneers back in the game. Let them back the in the game. The Buccaneers screwed it up, if you remember. The Buccaneers probably should have won. Right. I think everybody thinks back like Tampa, Tampa Tom and he – he just He's, willed him back. He's like, no, no, no. He really, he screwed okay. up a lot of times in the second half. And the and the Rams gave that game up with Silver Platter, who said they don't do it again. And then that 49ers game, the Rams did win and their defense played great. But the offense, if if Jimmy G and the running game was going to play like that, that shouldn't have been that close late. No. I'm glad you brought I, that up. That's a good point you brought. I, I think you brought it up. And but. No, but the, the, the Rams' tendency – to drop off in the second half. What has Cincinnati done all year long? If there's They're one thing Cincinnati believes crack. is they believe we're in it. We they still got a shot. The second half. They have come back in just about every game. If you give them a crack, they're going to take it and they're going to beat you. Guess what the Rams do? They get a big they lead. Give you a shot. They give you a shot <laughs> and they're going to give you a shot to beat them at the end of the ball game. I can't I was look trying to see my scores there. I know our IT department was a little short tonight, but um, I'm I'm trying Shout to think back L. on that Arizona game and to see what happened with the Rams in Arizona. And, and I thought I remember that the Rams just kind of waylaid them, and but Arizona had a chance late. I can't remember, but that's the way. It, so, so you got to be careful. I just think that the Rams are going to give you that opportunity, and you cannot give the Bengals an opportunity to win a ball game. That that just makes me excited for the game now. Like I'm just yeah, I'm just ready for the game. I'm not going to change my pick. I hear you. That's fun to talk about. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the game for They're sure. Strong. I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, the Rams. All are right, strong. pops. Rams are strong. How about this? How about this? Is the bet that people have all been waiting here, and I need your opinions on. It. I need both of your opinions. The first song performed at the halftime show 
And let me just tell you, Vegas thinks it might be Slim Shady. It might be Eminem playing. So we have any any other song not being Eminem, any other song not being Eminem is plus 175. And then it's all, if you just try to pick a particular song, the top uh, five are all Eminem's. Lose Yourself at plus 250. My Name Is Blank. Plus 275, The Real Slim Shady, plus 350, Without Me, plus 500, and Stan, plus 900. So basically, I guess my question is, there are some huge stars playing in this, and Vegas is acting like it's a no-doubter that Eminem will start, like, lead it off. What's, what is Lose Yourself at? Lose Yourself's at plus 250. That's the best odds you can get. For, to start and it. Lose Yourself is... For the first song, and Lose Yourself is a song that everyone has heard. Everyone's you know. going to know that. If you heard, one chance. Yeah. <laughs> Would you take well, it? That, that, so that's fair. And Kendrick Lamar, Super Bowl, I mean, Lose Yourself in the moment in the Super Bowl. I don't know. MGB, M, MJB, though. But I, so it does make sense, Pops, here. And I think, I think y'all were going this direction. So Kendrick Lamar has some songs that, like, my age and younger will all know. Y'all. May not. You I know, know a couple well, of his songs. MJB, maybe. there's some people my age that may not know as much Mary, Mary J. Blige, for some people my age and younger, they might know more than they realize. You know, they don't realize they know that song until they hear it. Uh, Snoop, everyone knows Snoop, but the younger, younger audience knows Snoop more oh. for his funny commercials yeah. more than they do his actual songs. I, I That's a good point. Hey, so yeah. let me ask. Same two, with Dre. Let me ask the Tupac expert here. So... I'm, so California Love, that's yeah. a Dr. Dre song, right? Yeah, it's Tupac and Dr. Dre. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here's I, that's the one. It's in L.A. They're playing the Super Bowl in sense. L.A. Everybody knows that hook. I almost think that'd be what they'd open with. But now it's a, it's a Tupac. It's really a Tupac song, right? Yeah, no, it's a Tupac song, but Dr. Dre produced but it. I, and think I think they played on it. Um, I'm sure he could per- perform it if he wanted did, to. Did Snoop Dogg have a have a riff on California Love? I don't think Snoop was. I think there's yet. a California. I think there's a California Love remix with with Snoop. Okay, so anyway, that was that was my only thought as they would start with California. Good for the homeless. No, that's the South. Yeah, South. That's California South Love. California chart. Love is just it's. It's Snoop Dogg and Tupac, and it's produced by Dre, right? Is that not? Is that? I thought it was just Tupac, but well, I I, I always thought the Snoop Dogg. So I don't know if they I like start where Tony's head's at. Yeah, and I, I think I, that because because like it, if it's a Tupac song, right? We're all saying it's a Tupac song. Obviously, even if Tupac's still alive, he's not going to be at the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, the bet, the but bet I want to see. They play the song, but they just play it quickly. And we're just looking yeah. for first song performed. We don't need it to play it for 30 minutes. We just need that. We need that hook to get everybody going. I'm telling you, I think that's the hook. And then they could drift off. And, and so to me, it's almost like they would lose yourself is like the last song. You know, and everybody's up. Lose it. Moment, moment. But. Then again, California Love could be the last song. And so the bet I would like to see, is there any reference to Tupac? Is there a shout out to Tupac in the in the, in the the halftime show? There's I haven't heard anything that. about Tupac. And it clearly, I'm looking, it is the two, uh, Dr. Dre only produced two songs on, on All Eyes on Me, uh, Tupac's album. And it was California Love and, uh, well, I don't know what the other one is, but he only did two tracks. 
The doctor is prominent on that. I just think there's going to be a shout out to Tupac. You know, I just anyway. But I I, I would take that prop back. Uh, but is that a song? Is that even offered, Kevin? Shout out to Tupac. I don't see it on the list. Oh. That I'm sure it's offered. I'm on a list of just the top five, the top six. And I do not see it. Well, I mean, if that's some crazy odds, maybe I'd drop a dime on it. (laughs) I'm not saying any, I'm not exactly sure who are I, as you know, you're you're getting a little behind, behind baseball here for the, for the listeners out there. Yeah. 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 I'm not exactly sure who our ads are. (laughs) Um, so I don't want to say what betting site I'm looking at at the moment, but I do not see that on the betting site that I'm looking at currently. Um, how yeah. about this? How about this, Pops? Where, where, where do you lie on this one? How many times will the chains be used for measurement? One and a half is is the, the line we're sitting Is at, the over or under? under? I would take the under on that. I think it'd be one time. I think it'll just be one time. Tony? Well, if I'm going to go with Joe Mixon plus 20, I'm going to go over. Go <laughs> because over. there's going to be some runs that get real yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to look at it. That makes sense. Yeah. I like how you're staying consistent here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going. Um, who I've only had will one drink Super so far, so I've been mitigating. Who so will the good. Super Bowl MVP of the game think first? So think about this: as you're probably going to have a quarterback. I mean, you might have. As we talked about this already, but teammates three to one, coach twelve to one, family twelve to one, God three to one, owner twelve to one. Does not think anyone five to one. If it's Cooper Cup, I I think he'll thank God. If okay. it's Stafford, I think he's going to thank his wife and family. I think if it's that, that's why I'm kind of I love the family twelve to one because I think Stafford definitely goes wife. I I think if it's Burrow, he's going to thank his team. I think yeah. he's going to talk yeah, about this probably, is a great yeah. team. I really thank everybody for getting us here. That's that's. Oh, what if he goes me. coach? What if he yeah, goes could, coach? You bump from twelve to one. Could you see Stafford coach? going coach? I mean, Sean McVay brought him. Maybe, there but I just think it seems think like that. if you follow the Stafford story yeah, a little bit yeah. recently, like him and his wife are very very tight, and I, was, I could see him going wife like right after, yeah, and then going and, and and also Sean for having faith in me, you know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I I. That's what I would say. But Coop, I think Cooper Cup is somewhat religious. I, I think, if I remember correctly. So I think he would he would go the God route first. I he got some God given talent. I, I'll give him that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Do we have did, did y'all see any prop bets that you're interested in? I'm I'm scrolling through to see if I find any more. It, uh the color of the Gatorade dumped on the head oh, coach. Yeah. Obviously, we all love this one. It's Cincinnati, um, it's orange, right? I mean, the favorites right now are Clearwater at plus 300, uh, oh, Reds plus 150, and then you got Clearwater 300, Yellow 300, and then Orange, which normally is way back in the back. You're not even thinking about it. This year it's plus 400 because, as Pops alluded to, Cincinnati's orange. The Bengals. Uh, do, yeah. do you think uh, Tony's probably throwing a little money down on the orange because he's already got Bengals money line? He won't what? say that on the pod. No, I. That's that's a sucker bet right there, man. 
That's what about yellow sucker green? Is that, is that yellow green available? Because there's not, yellow plus three hundred. That well, you, I forget that's the that yellow you green. Don't know what color that's the original. Is but that's yellow. The OG. So I might do the yellow green and the orange. You know, I might put them together. Put you them know, and hedge my bet <laughs> and get one. Yeah, get one of those. Purple is plus eighteen hundred. I don't see. Oh, because I was going to say, I think it's if it's the Rams, I think it's purple. Oh well, I mean they're hold, they're, hold the phone. They're gold and blue, aren't they? They're not purple and. Gold, are they? Yeah, they're wearing their whites. Um, this game, Dude, I saw. Do that. you know where the visitors? So they're wearing, yeah. they're wearing whites all around, and then uh-huh. the Bengals wearing, I guess, black, black. jersey, probably white. They're pants. the first. They're the first team to wear their alternate jerseys in the Super Bowl, either ever or it's been a several years. Well, they're the visitors. How much, team, right? Yeah, pops. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? How much should I factor in when I'm when I'm I, as you get if you've been listening, you know I'm leaning Rams. How much what should I factor in that? So the Rams played the NFC Championship at home, and they didn't play last week, and so that's twenty what twenty four plus days more than that in in LA in their own beds, and then Cincinnati's been traveling all the time. Now they're in now they're in Super Bowl. And we all know Cincinnati's kind of cheap. Are they flying out families to the game? And where are they staying? And I got to factor all this in. The Rams don't have to worry about that. They've been living in LA. This so they know how this works. Should I? Should that help my Rams bet? I think it. What do you think, Pops? Yeah, I think it factors, it factors in. in. Yeah, because they've been home for a while now, sleeping in their old yeah. beds. And I'll be honest with you, I think it's the exact opposite. Now, two things. Really, one. It's given the opportunity for the Bengals team to gel. I mean, they they have been on the road for a month. So who have they been on the road with? Them. They've been around them. So when they're in LA, guess who they're hanging with? Them. They're with the team. LA, they're hanging with. Mama, they're hanging with the wife. They're hanging with the kids. And and I, I don't I don't know that that visiting team is not a little bit a little bit stronger. And I'll say this from from coaching baseball. When we were the visiting team and we were traveling on tournaments and we were playing the home team, it, every time, just about except in Bryant, they cheat. Every time, <laughs> the the visiting team had an advantage and would win the game. The normally the host team would have trouble with it. So it's funny you I, say that. Yeah, I've heard Sean Payton did a he did one of those. Um, Kevin Clark with the Ringer does these slow news days thing where he puts on on YouTube and it was like they're, they're little Tim interviews and he asked Kevin Clark about or he asked Sean Payton about the playoffs and the road teams and these wild card teams and he goes anytime a road team wins like more than two games on the road I would I'm not saying he, he didn't say bet because you know as a coach you probably can't say that but he was like I always I like that team to keep winning because there's just something about when you win a few games on the road yeah. and there's just something happens in the locker room, it just, I it, I can't put it into words, but it just happens. Yeah. And so, and it kind of goes a lot hand in hand with what you're saying. So mm, yeah. maybe it makes point. sense, but, but I do like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I guess it, you talk yourself Dude. into whatever you want. Cause I, I kind of was already thinking Rams and now hey, I'm talking myself into, I'll say this. I'll say it this way. If you give me the opportunity to stay at the four seasons by myself, in a in a king size bed, or to stay at home in a king size bed with my wife and three kids, I, I'm staying at the Four Seasons. You know, because I mean, it's just me. I get to rest. I get to relax. I get I get eight ten hours of sleep. 
If I'm at home, my wife goes, what do you want to watch for TV? I don't give a shit what I watch for TV. I got a Super Bowl tomorrow. Daddy, 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 I can't see. Can you come read to me? Uh, yeah, Junior, here I come. You know, hey, I, daddy, daddy, I want some pancakes. All right, I'll get up. I'm staying at the Four Seasons. Well, now, listen, the Rams are going to stay in a hotel the night before the Super Bowl. They're not staying at home the night before the Super Bowl. But they're just staying in the hotel they always stay in before a home game. You better be careful saying you want to sleep in a bed by yourself instead of bed with your wife because you'll get that opportunity to. But, yeah, now, if if I was a football player and it was just my wife, oh, hell, yeah, my wife would be with me at the four season. Yeah. Let's be really, clear. Let's be really clear about in. that. Yeah, there he goes. All right, <laughs> back that up. Yeah, coming up. All right, how about this? We need to talk. I I want to talk um, the head coaching. Mm-hmm. We finally, I think we've got all the every coach. Is that right, Tony? Everything's been almost every job's been filled. Almost. Minnesota. Well, we've got sorta. Some, We've got some new ones since the last time we spoke to mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. I want to get y'all's thoughts and have a little conversation about that. Plus, I have, <gasps> hear me out here, guys, the best commercial, Super Bowl commercial. It's not going to happen, but it should. I have it for you. I have the idea. I have it all laid out for you. I'll even let, I'm no copyrights. If the company wants to take it, they can have it and just sell all kinds of shit off of it. I got that <laughs> coming for you right after this quick word from our sponsor. I just wanted to take this time to acknowledge that we've all been through so many things over the last couple of years, and it's important for us all to remember one very, very vital, crucial thing. Drink water. Water helps you live. Drink water. Get blasted in the mouth. We are back, and of course, better than ever. And the reason is, is because it's not only Pops and Uncle Tony joining me. Yeah. LJ's What's back. Up? What up, L? He slipped in the side doors. That's what hippies use, up? the side door. <laughs> you know, even when you think LJ's not going to, he finds a way to show up. L, you've been, just to give a listener, you know, a little behind baseball here you, you've been you've been in transit is that what's been happening i mean i know oh, it's man. been a long day and you're like you know what i want to give the people what they need <clears throat> yeah i've been working lj i've been working out in the burbs and so i had to hop on a train and and travel forever literally forever but but you know i got to get the people what they want i got to get the people <laughs> i would what say they want. i'd say i think you meant figuratively forever but you know <laughs> <laughs> well i also mean figuratively what the people want so you know we're good either way <laughs> well Fair you enough. know lj i will say this i've been talking to a lot of listeners scouring the replies and the All reviews right. and and they at they they say they have a fever <laughs> and the only thing that will cure it is more lj, yeah, yeah, yeah. LJ. <laughs> I, I do get that vibe i get that vibe <laughs> okay well so before before we uh tossed to that break I, I did tell the people that i had the perfect super bowl commercial and so okay let, let me elaborate let yeah, me yeah, tell please. you what it is and it Allow is it's retort. not it's not going to be tv mature but it's a mature topic. Sure. But, you know, we're going to still play it during yeah, the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. when we know all 80s are watching. So here's how it goes. Joe Burrow, star of the commercial. Okay. He's about to be the star of the whole world when Tony's right and yeah. he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> so all right. he, he's, he's, he's backing up, sacked, sacked, sacked. And someone asked him, are you going to get protection? He's like, I don't need it on the football field. Then <laughs> wins the Super Bowl and he, and he says, 
I'm not going to Disney World. I want to go to the bar because I need a beer. Insert, if we want to go ahead and have the beer in there, we'll insert the beer company because I need a blank light. Sure, sure, And then sure. he goes to the beer, and then they're like, what about the protection at last night's game? He goes, well, the only place I need protection is right here with these women. And then it's a commercial with a, with some sort of condom company. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like, there's like cross cross company thing going there too. That's nice. That's yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. I'm making I'm making all them money because Joe Burrow's about to be the face in the NFL if if Tony's right so, and wins Super Bowl. You're yeah. saying I need a Coors Light and a condom. That's what I, I don't I don't need protection on the field. I'm Joey MF and Burrow, but when I get to the bar, I need a Coors Light and a condom. Oh, I wish he'd say that if he wins. I'd say, What do you need, oh, Joe? Man. I need oh, a Coors man. Light and a condom. <laughs> <laughs> there's your, well, there's your commercial right there. That's too good, Joe Burrow. You just won the Super Bowl. What are you What are you doing next? I need a Coors Light and a condom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I didn't give any free ads. I, I yeah, guess we, we got did a lot of free beer, ads but, now. Yeah. yeah, but for the condom company, we didn't give the ad. But for the beers. And it could be Miller Lite, Bud Light, whoever's paying the most. I'm sure I'm not Joe Burrow's agent, but I, yeah. I know where he likes. He likes money, so he'll say whatever <laughs> they whatever they pay. Yeah, I, is, tell me that's not the best ad. That's a great ad. That's awesome. <laughs> because I'm ad. just telling you the way Joe Burrow's been pulling up to games lately. Mm-hmm. I mean, his outfits have been on point. He's wearing <laughs> chains. He's wearing diamonds, and he's like, "Well, I mean, I'm gonna get paid way too much money for it to be fake diamonds." So a man that talks like that. I feel like he does pretty well in whatever sex he's going for. I bet he's doing well in that realm. So, well, that is like a rumor, by the way. I don't know if you've seen that. That's like a thing that's blown up recently is uh, a lot of women from LSU have come out to say that he wanted to be a champion in two places on the field. And elsewhere. Hey, oh. <laughs> okay. well, he's doing a good job on the field. I don't know how he's sure doing he elsewhere yet. <laughs> Oh my! I've heard that about Ed Orgeron too. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! But no, she's only yeah. Oh my! Oh, um, champion. I guess I'll, I'll give the floor. Does anybody have another Super Bowl ad, or do we want to get on the head coaching hires? I just want to make sure the people knew that I had the perfect Super Bowl. Commercial. And you do, you do. I got nothing. Hell I can't no. beat How that. You, you kidding me? Hell no! Why do you want to follow that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into head coaches. So we have and. Here's what I'll probably do. I'm just going to announce, the, or not announce, because they've already been announced. I'm not like breaking news to anybody here. If I am, then you're just a little late on cycle, but that's fine. That's cool. Um, just pump the brakes. Y'all just tell me to stop if y'all have a reaction to any hire that I say. Okay. So we got Dennis Allen being um, brought up from the defensive coordinator to now the head coach of the Saints. Are we good on that? Any any Ooh, that's big exciting. time reactions? Yeah. Well, that just tells me that that just tells me they're expecting to bring Sean Payton back in three years. What that? Uh, like, well, two, three Jerry years. Jones is going to bring him back. Well, we'll see. But that that that's just a pause button, really. Yeah. For this yeah. Seems like, okay. Like, so so that sounds like no reaction. Cool. How about we move to the Giants? They brought in Brian Dayball. Apparently. They didn't tell every. They told Bill Belichick, but they didn't tell everybody that they were Double bringing Brian Dayball. And they didn't tell him check your and, check your text before you send. See who you're sending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's when you got to learn which Brian is which. Um, Giants haven't I mean, made besides, real good, They haven't made real good decisions over the last few years, so that's par for the course. <laughs> so no, we, we might have more reactions on the whole which Brian was hired at one point, but hmm. besides that, are we good on are we good yeah, on this one? Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, I'm a Chicago Bears. All Cowboys fans should love that hire. <laughs> 
Uh, well, as a Cowboy fan, I kind of want to know, do, where's uh, – this is irrelevant, really, but where's Jason Garrett at now? Is he still with New York? No, He's they fired him, him, didn't they? I thought they fired him as OC, didn't they? Fired him. I I just I, always know he's lurking around. Yeah, I did see Joe Judge a house it, in Fort Worth, maybe or Irving. Oh God, <laughs> going back oh, to just kidding. Uh, yeah. just kidding. The OC in waiting. <laughs> he's, he's the new Princeton coach. He's going back to the alma mater. All right, all right. <laughs> the Chicago Bears hired Matt. Is it Eber or Eberflus? LJ. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I trust him. Wow. You're you're our boots on the ground in Chicago. <laughs> we already had boots on the ground in Fayetteville earlier. Ever. Now you yeah, are. Come boots on, there. man. It's cold. Uh, that's all I got. That's the only news I got for you. Yes. I mean, it doesn't really make need you. You don't need to use a condom for that. <laughs> Is it Matt? It's not that exciting, uh, right? <laughs> defensive I, coordinator from the Colts. From the Colts, correct? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, so they were good. They weren't amazing. Yeah, okay. I don't don't you know. just love yeah. that? Yeah, man. Let's go pick a defense that's just fantastic. <laughs> Oh, the Colts, they only allowed 30-something points a game, right? But oh, they look yeah, good I mean, doing I, I it. I like let's, a few players on the Colts defense. So, oh, my God. Uh, we'll, we'll just say that's a um, less than inspiring. Hire. I think the question yeah. there is, is who's taking care of Justin Fields? How's Justin Fields going to progress? That's, I think, the Agreed. question you got to ask. Why wouldn't Chicago. you hire an offensive mind? Yeah. It does seem like, I well, mean, unless you trust your OC, which I, I think I'm seeing they're hiring on the Packers QB coach. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what that wow. is. Do the Packers yeah. even have a coach sure. anymore? I mean, they're losing <laughs> yeah. all their coaches. That's they're a perfect home. segue because their offensive coordinator <laughs> from Green Bay went to not only the uh, the pods, Denver Broncos, because we're all Broncos fans here. Oh, yeah. Nathaniel Hackett, shout out to Nate, is going down to Denver. And, I mean, it sounds like from LJ, you tell me, but the media has already decided that that means that now Devontae and Aaron Rodgers are both going to Denver. I've definitely Thoughts. heard more than enough of that. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I, I mean, I think if the Broncos were hiring a coach to get a quarterback, that's probably a strange decision. But uh, I don't, I don't think it's unlikely. I, I would imagine the <laughs> the betting odds for the Broncos getting Rodgers has gone up tremendously. Right. Um, I will say. Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers both talked about how they liked Nathaniel Hackett. So that makes it, if you just want a good coach, like that makes sense. I, As a fan I think of the Broncos, it was, I've heard good things about Hackett. I mean, that's like, true to now. me, to me, LJ, it's like a hire of, I think he's a good coach, a good offensive mind. And if it gets us Aaron Rodgers, cool, yeah. but I also like him as a coach, right. but I don't think it was like a, we're hiring him because he's getting us Aaron Rodgers. Right. It's right. a decent hire. I, he, he was going to get hired. It, it's a decent. Well, all kidding aside, it's it's a good hire. Now, the fact that the tight ends coach is coming down to be the OC, that to me is that's a little also bit, interesting. Yeah, but it also makes sense though. I mean, he's they bring people that are with them, kind of. Yeah, you know, it, Denver's a hotbed for tight ends, so you know. Well, yes. Um, shout out to Noah Fan. Um, we'll we'll see Shannon what happens. Shannon was a pretty that. good tight end back in the day. Shannon was a pretty yeah. good tight end. Yeah, they've had a good one. Yeah, they've had one. They've had a good one. So LJ, just so the we need to hear from Jake Butt on that. Jake Butt. What does Jake Butt think? <laughs> Michigan's own. Go blue. Uh, he's, LJ, he's just so we know your flush. your stance on it before we move on. You you get the stamp of approval of this hire? I mean, or? I didn't give the stamp of approval for the fire, so I don't think they really care. Um, but uh, yeah, I, got, I like <laughs> but him. But we care. Yeah. We care. Yeah, we we care. I like him. If you had to fire the guy, I think this is a pretty good replacement. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to the season. We'll see what happens. 
All right, ass hat in Denver. All right, moving on. <laughs> Matt McDan- Mike McDaniel going to the Miami Dolphins. Interesting hire because at one point, I don't know if you guys heard this, Mike McDaniel had made it known that he would only go to a place where marijuana was legal in that state. <laughs> Florida, it is place. not quite legal. Yeah. He, he, might, he did also seem to. Who knows? Uh, well, if you have a medical card, then it's a fair game. <laughs> he did seem. He had a video where he talked to, like, I think Tua Tungavaloa, and uh, it did seem like he may or may not have already had a hold of that that card or or <laughs> some other product. Um, do we have any big thoughts on? I I kind of like it because if I've heard a few interviews with him, I don't know for sure if he's a good coach or not. I do like the. Uh, San Francisco. He was the offense coordinator of San Francisco this past year, which I like their offense. I don't know how much that is him and or Kyle Shanahan, but yeah. if nothing else, he sounds like a good hang at the bar or <laughs> at the couch with the, with something in your between yeah. your fingers. <laughs> little edibles, little edible action there. I I actually on this one, I actually do like the hire. Um, and I will uh, tell you, I consulted with Tua Non, and Tua Non likes the hire. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I, that does Tua. Maybe staying in town now because that's a pretty good that's a, that's a pretty good hire for what his skill set is. We'll see more RPO, but McDaniel, um, like as it turns out, you know he was a former ball boy. Uh, for I, was he for the Dolphins or was it for somebody else? I can't remember. He's a he's a NFL sure. ball boy, uh, but he is a he is a pure Shanahan coaching tree because he and Kyle have been together for a long time. They, he was with Washington when him and Kyle kind of brought built that offense around RG three. Yeah. yeah, so I, I I think that's good for Tua. I, I like the hire, and he's he's for those that that care, and I'm one of those. He's biracial, so he's going to count towards that. You know that hey, we're not hiring a typical, you know, Alabama. I kind of hate the idea, and this is probably more for a different conversation the other yeah. day because I think we're having fun right now. I hate that it's like, does it count for? Yeah. But I do too. I, I, I think I he's a good hire. I think yeah, he's no, a good no, hire. I, this wasn't me calling you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, because all these guys need to be hired hired on their own merits. And we'll talk about Levy in a second. Um, but uh, uh, I think it's a very good hire, regardless. He was a ball regardless. boy for the Denver Broncos. He there grew up in Aurora. So. There we go. Yeah. With my, yeah, when Shanahan was there, right? That makes sense. So then he followed the Shanahan's. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Known him a long time. All right, speaking of guys that spent some time in Denver, Josh McDaniels at Las Vegas. I think we kind of already talked about this a little bit. Do we have any more thoughts? LJ, are you worried as a Bronco? Now, I'll say say that it's been a long time since he's had a head coaching job, as far as I'm aware. Um, And uh, he may have matured a lot since then. But if the Raiders want to explode, they might have hired the right guy. Yeah. so he's got a great offensive mind, but he seems to be bad with uh, with people. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to I don't know exactly what to expect. It could be the worst thing for me or it could be the best thing for me. Tony, give me your 30 second. It's reaction. the best thing for the Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> and Kansas City Chiefs. I am not a Josh McDaniels fan. Even as an offensive coordinator, the guy is clueless. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just it, he he can scheme something, but if he doesn't have talent around him, it's just not. He did a great job with Mac Jones this year, sorta. Right? I mean, it's not like mm-hmm. they were explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they were I, good because the defense was good, and all I all some people were like, "Is this the MVP?" I'm like, "No, yeah. Mac Jones is okay, but he's not that." I don't like this at all. I I think Josh McDaniels truly, if he wants his calling, he needs to be. 
and a mid-major uh, uh, college football coach. I think he do. Well, I think he do great at Tulsa. Pops, do you have? Do you have? Are you a little higher on him? I, I no, don't know. No, I'm not. I, I think he gets a little too cute sometimes and and does some silly things. I'm not a big fan of his. I don't like the way he. He did at Denver. I don't like how he accepted, wasn't it, the Indian indie job and then mm-hmm. backed out. Backed out. I, I, yeah. I'm not a fan at all. Well, yeah. and, and I, I actually like Vegas way, a little bit. So, but I might uh, be buying way more into the, sorry, the man in the arena. The the man in the arena is that Tom Brady uh, documentary on ESPN. But I noticed he talked a lot about how he loved Bill O'Brien as offense coordinator. Oh. He didn't really talk that much about Josh McDaniels. So <laughs> I'm wondering if that was more of a Tom Tom Brady was the OC and not Josh McDaniels. So I'm not saying I hate I, the hire, but I don't love it at all. And you know, I, I'll say this. And so I, I love these. Let's talk. Let's let's start this conspiracy. I, um, I'm here. Yep. Let me pull up my seat. Uh, Garoppolo to the Raiders. And Tom Brady, who just this week said "never say never" after saying he wasn't, I'm so pissed off at that. Back to the uh, to the to the 49ers for one more year with uh, Lance being a, a Marcus Mariota type that just comes. I don't want to have a long conversation a about Tom Brady. But I don't either. Again, I'm just <laughs> saying it. He came out and said, never say that. I know, but that was such a play out of the line. I know. I'm going to retire, but I never really actually held like a a press conference. And then my podcast came out and I'm going, well, never say never. God, just get out. (laughs) Just take a seat (laughs) for a second. Anyway, (laughs) let's move on. Move on. Tom Brady. Let's talk about more successful teams and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Wait, no, they're not that successful. Um, they they just hired Doug Peterson. Everybody in the world, I thought it was a done deal. I'm just assuming you're going to pump the brakes on this one because I felt like we all just assumed it was Byron Leftwich. Yeah, yeah, what happened Marshall there? That's exa- I want to know yeah. what happened there. Do y'all know? I mean, all I can um, tell you is that he said, hey, hire this GM. They hired that GM, and then I don't know what happened. So, so well, Leftwich well, 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 said, well, 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 said to – Hire the timeout. Okay, timeout. I think LJ is in the right path, but I think so. They have, um, I think it's Trevor Balky. It's Balky is their yeah. GM, and it sounds like from a lot of people that dude is not good to work. Uh, not only just like not the best guy, but also just not a good GM. Like I think he's like a that people talk about him in a bad light, and then and then they say his scouting and GM's not very good. Which uh, if you want to just uh, talk about him as a GM. Let's just look at his resume with the Jaguars the last couple of years. Not great. I will say I don't know how he's the got, Jaguars he might have be brought awesome. in talent that then go somewhere else and be successful quite a bit. And so I don't know if maybe that's scouting. But, but they've traded some of that talent. Right, but they but, they then, end up with it. I mean, that does mean something. You know, the, the there are a lot of teams yeah. that could use some talent. Um so true. I mean, coaching has to bring yeah. the talent out. Yeah. You know. But the GM also hires or has a say in the coach. Mm. I I that this is just what I'm just I'm this is not my opinion. I mean, I don't think he's a great GM, but the overwhelming thought is he's not a bad, he's not a good GM, and he's also like a terrible person. I have no idea. He might be like he, he possibly, if I hung out with him, could be my best friend. But Byron Leftwich said, "I want to be the head coach," but and like right when they were like, "All right, let's sign a contract," he goes, "The only thing is like fire that guy and bring in fire he named a guy. He right? wasn't going to work." He specifically he named, guy, named did he a guy, name guy who a guy? wanted to take the job, which they then hired. 
But Balky's still there, though, isn't he? Or oh, Balky? I thought. Yeah, I thought they fire. did not fire Balky. They didn't fire Balky. Okay, well then, then I don't know where these reports came from. So they didn't from. do what he wanted them to do. I think from what I've read, and I, this wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. So it, as Tony mentioned earlier, it was a little off earlier, and that was is that was his way of saying <laughs> short, LJ's not short here. Shorthanded, shorthanded. <laughs> um, but I believe he said. I think it was a done deal, but he was like, but I want Balky gone. And they were like, well, no, Shad Khan was like, no, I want Balky. And so that was the end of Leftwich. Yeah, there. still showing Balky is there. That's well, and I'm not seeing, so there was like, apparently they were quite close to hiring Cardinals uh, uh, safety, Adrian Wilson. Um, Which is interesting. Oh, th- what, oh for, I think that the is the coach uh, or for the GM? For the GM. GM, GM. Wilson's a GM. Uh, and uh, and so uh, I think that's who left which wanted. I think that's that is is who that he, he said. LJ? That's who I want. And then it, uh, I was seeing reports all day long that they were like, uh, it was a, it was basically a done deal. It's good as done. I mean, and then and then I stopped looking into it honestly. And then Peterson got hired. It was so. a done deal. It was like it was weird. Like there was like a Thursday and it was done. Like everyone was like, well, the Jaguars hired left, which they just hadn't made it official. Man, yet. and I was and so excited about that too. So <laughs> me too. Yeah. So here's what I read, and so a couple of the uh, fantasy football uh, mags that I've got that I that I have subscriptions to that came out with this, and so it was supposed to be, it was a done deal, and they said it was, but they said it was such a, you know, LJ's here, so we can take the mature level label back on. <laughs> it was a clusterfuck that they went in. Um, Shocking that, that Jacksonville was. It a was such. <laughs> it was such an easy play. Left, which coming back has success. Everybody wants it. It made sense. They had to, it, it was on track. Not only and are then, you making a minority hire, I think you're making a smart minority hire. Yeah, like he's a good he, coach. Yeah. And so he comes into the building and th- th- there was no one there to greet him. There was no one there to take him around. Wow. It was a complete cluster. It was like it was, oh, Byron's here. Oh, yeah. Bring him up. And so Byron who? They, um, they completely botched the whole thing. And so Byron uh, Dable. And Byron Dable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. Shout out to Belichick. Yeah. Uh, but they they really botched the whole interview process and left which said, I might is this an offer or not? And they said no. And he said, Well, I'm out. And so uh, and that's when they went back to Peterson. Uh, which Peterson's not a bad hire, uh, yeah, to be no. honest no, with you. That's Peterson's what a really good hire wash for, underneath for, for all this Trevor is Lawrence, I'm like, but Peterson's not a bad hire, but I just thought no. I thought Leftwich was the perfect it. hire. It made so much sense. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what they were saying. It was they they really bungled it um and, and had the opportunity to get Leftwich and it be just a great thing. And just they just they just messed it up. Well, that's kind of what I've grasped. I mean, Pops, do you have anything? I know you were interested. Like, how the hell did this even no, now, happen? Now I know, and and yeah, I think Doug Peterson is a decent coach. I think he can probably help develop uh, uh, the Lawrence. quarterback there, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. 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 How um, easy we forget sunshine. the number one pick, don't we? <laughs> yeah, but sorry, that was, <laughs> no, that's just say, that's just Grandpa, you know there. <laughs> Um, well, there's a couple of drinks gets in this, a couple in his of drinks, you know, yeah, 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 and, that, but and a two and okay. two and 14, two and 15 season. The next thing you know, yeah, Trevor well, Lawrence, what, who's Trevor that? Who? I just think Byron Leftwich coming back though. To, didn't he get drafted when he drafted by the yeah. Jaguars? It made oh, yeah. it pops. Yeah. It made so much sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that was the hire to make. And 
Yeah. I think I'm with Tony. I don't want it to get washed under like I'm saying Doug Peterson was a shitty hire because I can tell you a shitty hire. We'll get to him in a minute. But <laughs> I don't think Doug Peterson's a bad hire, but Byron Leftwood just made sense. Made like so going back sense. to Jacksonville, he wasn't a great quarterback there, but he was there and yeah. he was a good guy. Well, I guess he's to a be good fair, guy. he's a good I, coach. I don't know that I'd love a, a guy that's never been a head coach coming in and telling me what general manager I had to hire, too. Yeah. You know, that I, would annoy me a little bit. It, it wasn't my well, and it would have been tough went, because it, they couldn't yeah. they couldn't call Urban Meyer about his experience because his hands were full. His hands were full with whatever it is. Somebody's that his hands are full with. But I'm glad yeah, you picked up where I was going. All right, speaking of bad coaches, there, yeah, let's get to the two fun ones. Yeah, um, the Houston Texans, and I don't know if I, I he has I like the best him. beard. But he has the best beard. He does have a great yeah. beard. Yeah. <laughs> the Houston Texans hired Lovey Smith to replace David Coley, which I want to first give a second to go. I don't want to get, I almost said a bad word, and I will say a bad word at times, but screw the Texans. for Why do they hire David Coley if they're going to fire him within a year? That was dumb. I, the hiring was odd at the time. There's been rumors and thoughts of like, did they were they trying to help the NFL out by hiring a black coach when they knew they were going to fire him? Like they they hired him in a situation where the team was going to suck ass and they're not going to have Deshaun Watson and I don't know what talent you have besides that on their roster anyway. And so he didn't. They didn't have a good record, but it did seem like the Texans played hard. Like they randomly played pretty hard. So if anything, I think David Cole did decent, and they fire him after one year. I don't know that. And then they hired Lovey Smith, where I'm like, okay, Lovey Smith's not awful, but he's not good. Yeah. I mean, we we know. I don't, Tony. Where, where are you at with that? I see. Yeah, I see you making a face. I don't like the hire because it's a retread, and Lovey's up there. But now, Lovey is a player's coach. And yeah. Lovey's been to the guy. Super Bowl, and he's a good. No, guy. he's probably an awesome but guy. I, I think the the current game. I don't know who he's hired as his OC, um, uh, if they've done that yet, and that'll be the key. Uh, because if Lovey will do what Tony Dungy did, and and that's let the coordinators coordinate and just coach that be a head coach, he'll be he'll be fine because he does. He's very much in the same uh, uh, same mold as um, David. Um, Kelly. The previous Kelly, uh, so uh, he's uh, so he is a player's coach and will get a lot out of him, and he's very very likable. So that part's fine, but I just don't. He's not bringing like we talk about McDaniel, um, not Josh McDaniel, but the other Mike Mike, Mike. McDaniel um, is bringing a scheme to a, a very successful last ten year scheme to the Miami Dolphins. Lovey Smith's not bringing that. And so, unless he has somewhere he can adopt, Lovey Smith's not doing anything like groundbreaking. He's just no. bringing a good vibe. Well, and so uh, and good leadership. The, he, the OC, I don't want to make it sound Lovey Smith's not a good leader. Like he no, is. I no. like Lovey Smith. The OC I got a great uh, is go ahead, Pep go ahead, LJ, uh, who was their passing game Which and quarterback should coach. be should be a head coach very soon. I think. And Pep was the was he the Georgia Tech head coach? Pep Hamilton. I'm not sure. Maybe I think it was uh, yes, and then he went to Arena or not Arena, the, yeah. the uh, okay. AFL, whatever, whatever that new league was. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got okay. some. Okay, okay. LJ and I, I want to throw this on you and get your reaction. What I think the Texans were going to do 
And I just don't think Nick Casario is a good GM. I don't know. I think he got his job as their GM because he had like Patriots ties. They're like, bring the Patriots yeah, here right. to to the Texans. And we we've we've already talked about that like last year. But I think they were going to fire. They hired David Coley, and this is kind of conspiracy theory. I do think that at times NFL coaches will do, and this is what kind of what uh, Flores is is suing for when they know they're going to tank. Sometimes they'll say, we're going to go ahead and hire a minority coach and be bad for three years, get our first round picks, hopefully get a, a Joe Burrow or, or a Justin Herbert, and then we fire that person with cost because they lost you know, all the games. Mm-hmm. And I think the Texans did that. And I think the Texans did that with David Coley. They knew David Coley wasn't the coach they wanted, mm-hmm. but they also knew we're trying to lose for like the next two years. Right. And then they hired – they were going to hire – I think they were going to hire Josh McCown, who he might be a good head coach. They it, At one point, it sounded like that was a done deal. I, someone on NFL Network said Josh McCown to the Texans on the 11th hour. And then it didn't happen. And it was right after the Flores lawsuit came up. Yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know. I just my, – my, my conspiracy ears pop up. My spidey senses come up. And – I don't think Lovey Smith's a bad hire, but I'm with Tony. He's not bringing like a new system. He's bringing the same shit we've been doing. He's a good leader and a, and a player's coach, but I don't know. I, I just don't think. Well, I don't I'll think the Texans think, are operating. What I think about the faith. hire uh, is that they want somebody that's going to bring in good culture, um, so they can okay. replace him. Lovey. They want to. They want to have somebody that is uh, a a local, right? He's from Big Sandy, Texas. Um, yep. the, so the fans are going to be on his side automatically. Um, he's going to, they're going to have a little extra time with him because the fans aren't going to immediately hate him. And then maybe they try to promote, uh, you know, Pep Hamilton, if he is, you know, head coach material, or maybe they try to hire somebody else once they've got like that, that culture that they want built there. So I, I think Lovey Smith is a temporary hire. Basically. He's like, he's barely not an interim head coach is how I imagine what he's doing there. So, yeah, so, I mean, and this isn't the conversation we're having right now, but this goes back to a lot of times, like, first off, the NFL does have an issue with there's not enough black coaches. There's just there's just not enough because there's clearly, there's clearly enough good black coaches, but they're not in the NFL. And, and it feels like Lovey Smith was not their long-term hire. It was just a, okay, yeah. hold the fort. Tony, yeah. what were you going to say, Tony? Go ahead, Dr. Liv. Well, I just, Lovey Smith, the, the analogy I was going to say, it's kind of like naming Andy Dalton your starting quarterback. I mean, you know yep. what I'm saying? Andy Dalton's a great guy. Yeah. He, he, he's a great guy. Very, that was a good point. But, but there, there's no excitement about it. There's nothing, you know, Lovey's a great guy. But It was literally the same thing as when the Bears said Andy Dalton yeah. is our starting quarterback same at the beginning thing. of the year. You're like, okay, cool. yeah. but – for for two weeks, yeah. three weeks, four weeks, <laughs> like what? Until this is until temporary, it. and we all yeah. know it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, okay. and and so I appreciate what LJ said, and that's good information. So I, I'll say this: the Houston Texans, and this is what Lovey is good at. The Houston Texans are probably three free agents away of actually being competitive for a, a, a playoff spot. 
And I say They're, that that's a decent roster. So yeah, because you guys heard me say I, this Davis Mills kid is good. He's going to be a good quarterback. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> He's going to be a good quarterback. <laughs> so if you think about this, so I'll just give you. I'll just give you. Uh, There's two, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Davis, Davis Mills. <laughs> Davis Mills, but y'all gonna thank me one day. Um, but if you think about it, so let's say Lovey Smith can turn and get Raheem Mostert, who's going to be a free agent from San Francisco. And Allen Robinson, who's going to be a free agent from Chicago, uh, to add to Brandon Cooks. And so now they've got an actual running back who can run the football. Not David Johnson. (laughs) That's good to have. Um, And and a second wide receiver to Brandon Cooks to go along with um, uh, uh, Nico Collins, their, their rookie from this year. Uh, they've all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they've got they've got a legitimate offense, and they they hire they get a one uh, impact free agent, and they've got the money to do it. And Lovey Smith is good at that. They could actually be competitive in that division because they're in the AFC South. Um, so Tennessee is the deal there, but um, it, it's not that hard to go at them. And so, uh, so I, I I think they have opportunities there. So um, that, that's. It's it's interesting. So well, I, I think maybe Lovey's a little more than a temporary. It may make him legitimate to get him. To I do that too. Level I'm with you. I think I think there are more than like their roster. There's can I can see the future construction of making that roster competitive and and moving forward. I just don't. I, I'm with LJ. I don't think Lovey was the, the hire. He's the hire. To, he's the hire to make the culture good for a year, maybe two, and then when that right guy comes and. May, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know why they didn't hire Flores. Yeah, sure. You know? Flores is a great hire, and he's, it was because of the loss. Yeah, he's honestly. twenty years younger and, than Lovey. He, that's him, mm-hmm. right? So anyway, uh, two, LJ, go well, ahead. To Tony's about point about the the Texans might be closer to the playoffs than we'd think. The other thing too is being just generally in the AFC. It's a very top heavy conference that you don't need ten wins to get in as a wild card. Um, anymore, like that's yeah. not the way it works. Yeah. The Bengals we'll got ten wins on a seventeen game season, yeah. and now they're yeah. in the Super Bowl. Like yeah. ten wins might get you to the Super yeah. Bowl. So, well, and and what yeah. nine wins um, might get you into the playoffs, right? Like that's that's what the, right. uh, the Raiders got in on, right? So true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, expected hirings. The Minnesota Vikings are going Kevin O'Connell. He was a backup for the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. He's been basically just chilling out with Sean McVay for a while. Do we have any strong thoughts? I, I don't. I don't know much about him. I got a strong thought, but it has nothing to do with Kevin O'Connell. It has to do with Jim Harbaugh. I mean, all right, Jim Harbaugh. What an idiot this guy is, right? So he go. He misses. Whoa. He misses signing day. He misses National Signing Day to go on an interview at Minnesota. And then essentially, supposedly for like nine hours, yes, long interview. on National Signing Day, so much so that is, I think it's DC left or is OC left or maybe both of them have left because they, you know, their boss was potentially gone, and now he comes back and he goes, "Who's got it better than than us? Nobody." You know, for for I'm just telling you, there's one Harbaugh that could coach for me at any team I had, and his name is John. It's not Jim. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not Jim. It's not Jim. Um, to to that point, pops. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, we n- none of us know what happened in that meeting, but I I did read that they had like a nine hour interview meeting talk, and he decided not to go. And it was on National Signing Day. And if I'm if I'm a coach at Michigan, and and Jim Harbaugh is having a meeting for nine hours on Signing Day, I'm assuming that that man is. 
pieced out. Like he's already done. It might not be Minnesota, but it ain't here. Mm-hmm. So I get why they would. I, I just think I think, I think you're Jim right. Harbaugh can smell like shit out of this whole thing. What? He really did. That's well, and what might have happened was a booster from <laughs> yeah, a amazing, booster from uh, what's Ann Arbor called him. It was like, what if I had a comma? To that contract, <laughs> how do you feel? I add a comma and three I, zeros. <laughs> I just can't imagine what would ha- would have happened for that. I mean, it was such a. At what I was reading, it was a, it done, was a deal, done deal that Jim was going to Minnesota, and I, I don't know what happened. So I, you just, it's just hard to imagine what what could it have might happened. just been that it might have just been like Pop said, Jim's just not that right. <laughs> hey, I got to keep Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Fuck this! I'm what out. I saw it. <laughs> It wasn't Harbaugh turning I'm down with Minnesota. you there, Jim. I'm with you. It wasn't Harbaugh turning down Minnesota. It was Minnesota decided, I think, against Harbaugh right. is what yeah. is what I, I've yeah. seen. I so, think I, so he said or did something dumb. Yeah. And, I think you're right. You know. Dr. Liff has got it. Yeah, Dr. Liff has got it. You're not in a nine hour interview and somebody's not offering you already pushed one piece of paper across the table and you've pushed it back twice. Like, <laughs> well, okay. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Mm. Hey, good luck in that rankings on your signing class there. <laughs> did we <laughs> did we miss any signing uh any coaches? Yeah. Any head coach signings? I think we got no, I think it's that, yeah. That's that. Oh, yeah. Are there still any vacancies or are they, are they all filled? Is that it? I think that covers um I think Minnesota was the last one. Yep, that covers it. Which O'Connell's not signed, which oh right. so O'Connell is the OC at the Rams, right, Tony? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you should I be worried as someone who's kind of been back in the Rams? I, it sounds like you I should be worried regardless, regardless, right? <laughs> I haven't put my bets down yet, but all my bets gear towards the Rams being pretty good in this game. I don't think it matters at this point. Yeah. I agree that, that. that OC is not going to make that much of a difference. Pops, you oh, agree? Good God. Surely he can keep it together for one more game. I mean, you know, good come God. on. <laughs> yeah. For real. I don't think, yeah, it doesn't change my opinion I, of, of this if, game coming up. Yeah. If Kevin, if anything else, the coaches are going to get like a $350,000 check from this game if they win it. So that should make you feel like, okay, it's going to be all right. You know, work your ass off for another week, just a week. Yeah. If you had a chance to work week. for a week for a quarter mil, I'd work pretty I, hard. I, I could do. You know what I would tell you, Tony, is we wouldn't have a podcast. At least I wouldn't be on it. I wouldn't be on it. (laughs) Y'all might have. You know what I'd need if I did that? I'd need a Curse Light and a Condom. That's what I'd need. Curse Light and a Condom. (laughs) Wrapping us up. All right. um, All right, Pops, you brought up a topic. You didn't tell us what it was going to be. What, what, what do you got right. for us? LJ, I'm uh, apparently LJ you. might have to cancel okay. this. I'm going to trust you, LJ. I'm going to tell this story, and you cut it if you need to, okay. because it's going to sound like I <laughs> Oh, shit, it's about Also cut the store, Carmen. Okay. It's color so, paper. Shit. Recently, I was in the restaurant. Okay. I told okay. you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's like, okay. <laughs> and while I'm in there, you know, checking Facebook, let's just say. Right, right. I get a phone call. I get a phone call, right? Is this at home or somewhere else? I was at home. Okay. So I get okay. a phone call. <laughs> no, at Norby's. You know, it, I, look. So I get a phone call from someone. Was he at Hooters? No, I'm at home. Okay. Look, I'm in there checking Facebook. Yeah. So get a phone call from somebody, you know, important, right? Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> finish my business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I don't want to flush the commo because that sounds pretty bad mm-hmm. while you're on the phone, yeah. right? Yeah. So so I didn't. 
until about six hours later, mm. <laughs> I went back and and saw that little gift there, and um, that was bad. I was just so. I mean, I'm so glad it was me that went back six wait, hours. Wait, wait, okay, later. okay, okay, okay. Can I can I take a step back? So you you didn't want to flush because you were on the phone. Yeah, and you don't want the person on the phone hearing. Flushing. (laughs) Are you in the bathroom? No, no, no. And then, and then, so later you went back to go pee, and you realized I left. There was a present. There was a a present. There's a little gift. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I actually do have the solution. Do you have a question, pops, or you just you just telling us your situation? No, I'm just telling you the situation. I really don't know how to fix that. I mean, I I still think I did the right thing. If if you want some advice, I I got a fix for you. So yeah, what it would be the fix? So that? there's, a, I mean, I can see why I did it, but I don't want to forget it. So you're on the <laughs> you phone, right? Saying? You're on the phone, and you like yeah. look at your phone, and there's like all these options for like speakerphone and stuff. There's a mute Ooh, button. Thank you, LJ. You that I knew LJ was going there. Flush the toilet, walk out the bathroom, shut the door, unmute. Oh, okay, he so doesn't you know ask, about the mute. Ask button. like a probing question Ooh, where they're go. gonna talk for a minute, right? There you okay. go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have been in your position, Pops, and luckily I'm like LJ. I know that there's a mute button. I'm like, what do you think about Mike McCart Mike McCarthy's clock management? What do you I think the mute. meaning of life is? Yes. <laughs> mute. <laughs> and then you just flush it down. You can wash your hands, even brush your teeth if you need to. I don't know if you need mm-hmm. to because you just ask a long winded yeah. question. Well, and, and let me just you say come that- back and you're like. I, yeah, I get what you're saying there. It's one thing to find a little gift there that you left. Mm-hmm. It's quite another to find a gift that someone else oh, you were, left. I'm you glad were you found lucky. it because so, you were quite wait, lucky. Yes. Wait, we, I was glad. I, I wanted to clarify that. So who found the gift? Me. Good. Okay. Good. So until, until about a minute and 30 seconds. You were the only person in the world that knew <laughs> that you hadn't flushed the toilet. Is that correct? Am yes. I correct in that? Yes, okay. that's correct. And now it's yeah. known in Sweden. So, yeah, yeah, now yeah. I know it in Sweden. Yeah. But. So there's 20 people in Sweden now know that you walked away without flushing the toilet, which I bet in Sweden is a common occurrence because the pipes are just not as strong as they are here in the United States. So, well, one might uh, say that I was environmentally sensitive. And yeah, 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 yeah. I, two I loads at once. Yeah. One might say I've, that. I've seen pictures at lake cabins that have said. Don't flush unless you absolutely have to. Well, you know, what so, is it? If it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Yeah. That's, well, it was you know, brown. So, you did not flush I, it so down. Anyway, if it was yellow, you so didn't see a doctor. I'd say to that, <laughs> I'd say that, that I, I have been in Dr. Lift's situation before where I really didn't want to flush the toilet after staying on a conference call that was going for two and a half hours. <laughs> yes. Like, man, I got to go. I can't. But so I was scared. Like, okay, I know I've got the mute button on, but do I really? And so... <laughs> Uh, you didn't want to Belichick. You got to know your myself. technology. I, that's fair. Yeah, I just went back and did it later. So I wouldn't sweat it, man. You, yeah, it's, no, okay. it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. It's not it's big of a deal. Is that a bougie problem? I don't know. It's a problem. No. <laughs> it's, as long as if you're going to do that, make sure you do it in the guest bathroom. That's all I'm going to say. Well, my bathroom is the guest bathroom in my house. <laughs> Enough so. said. Yeah. Enough said. You're good. You're good. You're Speaking of restrooms, I saw something on, on uh, Twitter, or I know it was on Instagram the other day, and it was uh, posted by 
Jed Harrelson, who, if you haven't listened to Jed oh, Harrelson, man. first off, awesome. you're missing out good music. You're missing out on some good music. Go look him up on Spotify or wherever you get your music. Jed Harrelson. Awesome. But he put out there, do you pee in the shower? Do I thought everybody just peed in the shower. Is yeah, that, that not a question? like a normal? I did since Madonna told me to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I was just going to ask if the pot also pees in the shower because clearly I know what I do. But oh yeah, I mean when I do, I try to hit the drain. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. sure. sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm not trying to do it on the walls of the shower or anything. Right. Like that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I don't You get the right arc. There's like a rainbow that hits the mist. You know so. <laughs> This might be bad, Kevin. You're not working. Yeah, tonight. we can't be. Yeah. Um. These pod goes okay. Two hours. Well, we get so we, we all do piss in the shower. Some yeah, piss a sometimes. little higher than others. Madonna. Hey, um, Madonna does it all the time. Madonna does it because she says it's good for your feet. I'm sure that's not true. I don't think that's true. <laughs> she said no. It's, it gets rid of uh, bacteria on your feet. What she yeah, and she just is a, she is a medical doctor. So. True. <laughs> well, if you get stung by a jellyfish, you know, you're supposed to pee on it. Supposed so, to pee on it. I, I also don't know. Okay, so this is my That's final question. <laughs> and, and and some would say that I'm being the fun police here. And this isn't coming from me. But course storming. So the Razorbacks won a huge game, beat a number one team in their stadium. Stormed the court. It was awesome. Texas the other day beat Kansas at home. Stormed the court. It was awesome. But... There are a lot of people, Tony, I think you might know one, that say, you're too tradition rich to storm the court. What what do you say about, uh, about uh, we can go just Arkansas specific, storming the court. What do you think? Well, I'll say, I, I do like uh, Hunter Yurchek, you know, he posted priceless. Uh, he posted that before he realized he was getting fined two hundred fifty thousand. I think he knew he was getting fined before he realized it was you a know, price. You know, if you're the AD, what's the chances of a storm of the court? You know, it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's fine. Um, well, so, it worked good for my script when I was when I yeah. wrote this for the news that it was like, well, Hunter Yurchek said priceless, and there is a price. <laughs> There's a price, but it's priceless. Forget it, because I yeah, I guarantee you they've made twice that in and booster right. donations at this point in time. So yeah, so <clears throat> there was a tweeter, uh, tweeter, a Twitter going around a tweet that uh, John Inscoff had put out there, and he's out there. John, I know John, and uh, uh, former Razorback was on the '94 team, and and he made former the, basketball player, former basketball player. Yeah, he, I, I like the way that they said they responded to it that he was a deep bench player. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah, a deep, deep bench player, deep bench player. They brought an extra seat for him when they you know in order for him to be on the bench but um great guy by the way i want to be clear about that um but anyway um he brought to you that that arkansas should have stormed because they should expect that and they brought the statistic that dr Lifford put up here earlier that you know we're number two in top five in wins against top five uh ranked opponents also uh, was in the sweet 16 Kentucky. last year. Yeah, they against us at Elite Eight. Yeah, go Elite Eight. Elite, Elite eight. eight. And so excuse me. He said we shouldn't expect this shouldn't this shouldn't have been a big deal to us. We should have expected to beat Auburn. This and, is who we are. Yeah, and so I, I would just remind John, I got a picture from 1994's Arkansas Democrat Gazette that shows him batshit crazy. 
going on to the floor uh, to congratulate his players and so the uh, for winning the national championship. That was the national championship, so I'll give him that. That's a big deal. But it's a big deal. But it's been a while for the Razorback basketball team to have this big of a win, and so I, I, I'd say you know let them storm the court. It's a great victory. It's it's a great morale boost. It's a it's a great boost period for the program, and it puts us back to where I think we were in the in the early uh, mid nineties. Okay, so pops, I do have a reaction, but I want to go to you first because there is a tradition with Arkansas basketball that some may not, some my age may not know because we did have a we had a lull there for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do you think? Do you have any thought of like, well, this makes us not sound like we are who we are? Because Auburn, what is Auburn basketball wise? I mean, I don't know if they. We have you what Auburn right? is basketball wise. They're number one in the nation right now. No, that's what they are okay. basketball wise. <laughs> yeah, take the yeah. floor. Well, yeah, game not, winning streak not next week, baby. And and they we they came in here and they danced on our logo and we kicked their ass. And so <laughs> I'm I'm okay with being a little excited about that personally. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's that's where yeah. I stand. That's right. I. I think I agree with that. I, I would say the people who are like, we're tradition rich. You, you know what? You just beat the number one team at your stadium. Yeah. Hey, be excited it, if you do something good. The That's shit fine. was t- – Tony just told y'all earlier in this podcast, the sh- it was loud as hell in that loud stadium. The fans were crazy. Let's have a night. Let's have a night have a because night. you know what? It's going to be like 40 years from now, and there's going to be students there. There's going to be like, – Musselman hey, will be talking about like – 40 years from now, there will be 200,000 that stormed the court that day. <laughs> yes, yeah. what will happen. And I'm just yeah, saying that's right. there's right. going to be people that go, I'm just telling you, I know we didn't win a championship, but that night we beat Auburn was pretty awesome. Pretty that's awesome. a memory. It's a memory. That's yeah. a memory. Well, I'll tell you – And I'll say this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead, LJ. Uh, I was just going to say that that uh, I didn't get to see the game at all, so I've only seen like a, a a highlight of the end of the game, and there wasn't much cooler looking than dunk, fireworks, and blackout, and then a stampede <laughs> yeah, of no kids. Like that is yeah. so that is an epic yeah, yeah. Like that is ESPN classic. I, I can Beautiful. only imagine. I can only just watching on TV was amazing. So they got the steal, mm-hmm. they threw it up the court, and then Devo Davis not only dunked it, he like bounced an he oop bounced to himself off the backboard <laughs> yeah. and dunked it. And then, and then if that wasn't cool enough, that's cool enough as it is. And not only did he posterize somebody, the lights went out, and they and shot fireworks. fireworks out of the goal. Yeah. Like, crazy. I don't know if I would have been able to have a coherent thought for it like 25 crazy. minutes after yeah. that. <laughs> like, it was crazy. There's a great story uh, that someone might follow up with about, um, uh, I think it's EJ Green, their, their point guard. And I know they've got another one hurt. but Auburn's? Point guard, Auburn's, yeah. Uh, was about to go confront Devo about Duncan like that. And, and so you saw him going towards Devo, and all of a sudden, yes, the, he did. All of a sudden, the lights go out, and all these people start running on, and he whoop, there's a big one eighty. Well, so we talked about this. Out. I talked about this with, with somebody earlier today, and they were like, "It looked like he was getting ready to confront him, but I couldn't tell if he was running away or running towards." And and they were like, "I think he saw all the people come, and he left." Yeah. So you think that's what yeah. it was? He was oh, like, that, "Oh, this is about to let be me a tell you, madhouse." If, if he had laid hands on Devo, there was about two hundred students that were about to lay hands on him and that's not the right thing i'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but he would have been outnumbered significantly yeah you got to make a decision to get out for of there about safely. 10 that's seconds fair. yeah that he he did the right thing and we every you know i want to say this everybody did the right thing because the auburn players got off the floor 
the, the, everything was fine. Everything was good. But yeah, well, was, and this kind of goes back to what we said before. I thought that game was a good situation yeah. of both teams didn't like each other. They wanted to beat the hell out of each other, and it seemed respectable at the end. I know yeah. at the it's hard to be respectable at the end if you're Auburn because you're looking at us like yeah. those assholes are celebrating. But like I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. It's hard to get mad at storming the court because storming the Storming the court slash the field is just, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I will fun. say that, yeah. that like, my downside to yeah. it is it does look like every now and again, uh, people are just excited to storm. And so you end up with like people, you know, the same way that you have like, you know, a, a defensive lineman who gets a sack while they're down 30 points and does this dance or something like that. You know, sometimes it can look like yeah. that, but that wasn't what Arkansas looked like to me. So, But Arkansas no, had not beaten so. the number one that team was a real since deal. 1984. 1984. That was a real deal. Real oh, oh, real, real quick, real quick. Uh, man, yeah. we need to move. We need to more we need to Arkansas basketball. I'm sure we'll talk forever. <laughs> why the why the hell did they play? Pablo of school and all, but why do they play uh, North Carolina like that? Is that not okay. a huge game? Why do they play that in Pablo? Yeah. So here's here's the deal, right? So back in 1984, there were still the splits where you had to play ball. Uh, you had to play games in Central and and Southern Arkansas in order to keep the state happy. And so it was really actually a legislative deal. They had to play games in Pine Bluff. And so uh, Dean Smith, knowing that this Arkansas team was pretty decent, said, "We ain't coming to Fayetteville, but we'll play in Pine Bluff." And Pine Bluff Convention Center held like 7,800 people. So it's like, okay, well, we'll go there. And so they said, okay, we'll play in Pine Bluff. And and the legislature said, okay, that'll count as your Central Arkansas game. And so they scheduled it for Pine Bluff. Well, and the rest is history. So that's why they're in the Pine Bluff Convention Center, which I think now. And we beat them. And we beat them. And so I think now either the Pine Bluff Convention Center is raised, no longer around, or they use it for gun shows because nobody goes to Pine Bluff anymore. But well, uh, for that, and one I want to make that sure it. that everybody listening knows that there was a player on that North Carolina team named Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan that sounds came, familiar. That came to that UAPB. Yeah, yeah, he. I, I think, I think he went on to have a pretty career. decent career yeah, in he the made NBA a in yeah. Central Arkansas after that, maybe. And and that guy carried yeah. him to yeah. a couple of championships. Or shout out Scotty. Shout out Scotty. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um. All right. Let's wrap up. Pops, no bougie problems, or do you have any? What What do you got? No, I heard his bougie. I, I do I have heard a, his bougie I have problem. A quick, real quick. What we're listening to? He's got a number two bougie problem. Hit me. Okay. For some reason, I got on Mitch Hedberg. Do y'all know Mitch Hedberg? Right. No, okay. I did not. Oh, Mitch Hedberg is a comedian. He's no longer with us, he, but he was hilarious. And so yeah. one of his Mitch notes, Hedberg, Mitch Hedberg. You've heard some of them. Great one-liners. Uh, He's so fantastic. That. So one of his headliners, so to give you an idea, he goes, is a hippopotamus a hippopotamus or a really cool apotamus? <laughs> 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 that's that's I, Mitch Hedberg for you. Okay, my, uh, go to Hedberg. I always think of Hedberg when I see uh, uh, an escalator out of order sign because his his line on that was it can't be out of order. It's just <laughs> stairs now. It's just steps now. <laughs> <laughs> Hedberg was the best man. He is, I went he to is good. Store no, trying to get a couple call. of donuts, and then they said, "Do you want the receipt?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna write this off." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to give you a dollar. You give me the donut. We, we don't need a record of this transaction. Yeah. <laughs> he's the best. He is. You got to hear him talking That's about ducks and bread at Subway. Yeah, he's, he's so oh, good. He is he's good. So good. Yeah. So, Pops, you just stumbled across that? 
Well, no, Mitch Hedberg's been one of my favorites of all time, but something okay, came up okay, and okay. I just saw it. And so I went yeah. and watched a few And you re-stumbled across it. Yeah, You're yeah, like, I, I love this guy. Let That's me go good. ahead and let me listen to some more. I mean, a cool opotamus. <laughs> <laughs> That's also known, a.k.a. a hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah. Hell, you joined us late. Do you have any kind of bougie problems or anything you want to add before we get to what Uncle Tony's drinking I mean, tonight? I'm on public transit. I'm hungry. I don't know. I got no bougie anything. <laughs> <laughs> you on the Chicago if only Transit we could have, If only we could all have lifts yeah. problem where you're just your shoelaces aren't ironed <laughs> the right way. Yeah. If only. What's the temp up in Chicago? Uh, it's kind of warm yeah. right now. Let me look. Thirteen. Is that what it is? Are you just looking out the window and estimating? Yeah, uh, let me count. Let me count the degrees real quick. <laughs> Looks like about twenty-five. <laughs> Oh dear! Now let me look at 36. my phone. I can tell it before it you 36. can. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. A balmy thirty-six. With a eleven mile per hour wind and high humidity, so we're we're catching like little snow drifts every now and again. But uh, what's is the is the wind coming off the lake or is it from the south? I believe it's coming off the lake. <laughs> if I'm gonna be honest with you. Look outside, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little drafty in here. It feels like it's the lake. Throw it's the grass. Got a little lake effect snow. Oh, there you go. We're, we are. We, we are denigrating. Yeah. Uncle Tony, what do you got? What are you drinking tonight? All right. So, I, in honor of being up in the uh, Boston Mountains last night and watching the greatest basketball game to ever be played, I'm drinking a Mountain Man. <laughs> All right. Tonight, and it's a it's a variation of the whiskey sour, which is always a good thing. Uh, it's bourbon, and it's actually a peach liqueur, uh, lemon juice. And here's the kicker, maple syrup and ginger syrup. Okay. So it gives it a bite and a sweetness, and it makes it kind of like a a, a, a mountain man breakfast, So, you, but it's bourbon. And, that sounds like uh, good but it's breakfast. Re- I'm it, interested. It's a really good, it's a really <laughs> good drink because you get some sweetness from the, the maple syrup and, and that, uh, that darkness. Uh, but the 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 peach really sets it off to, and, and keeps it just kind of like a, it keeps it more like a whiskey sour. It's a really good drink, the Mountain Man. Well, I need to. I got well, You have that Mountain breakfast. I got a, yeah, I got a tough day <laughs> tomorrow. Irish Would coffee. you suggest this is a good breakfast for me before I work all day? Or? <laughs> I think are it's you, a are, Saturday <laughs> breakfast. Deal. Are you getting back on the train? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a great drink for the yeah. train. You're not driving yeah, anywhere, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have an Irish coffee and a Mountain Man. You'll be good. Heard, heard. <laughs> There we go. All right. That will do us for another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. As always, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look up Just Press Play podcast. And you can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And when you do find us, if you haven't already, I don't understand why you wouldn't have done this already. But like us, rate, review, let us know what you want to hear us talking about because the topic might not make sense, but I can make <laughs> Uncle Tony and Pops and LJ talk about it if you give it to me. Can make so you about just anything, literally. So it's his job. I am the ombudsman, and we'll need. And stuff if you don't know what that is, we'll just listen to the intro. We'll I mean, yeah. yeah, we can make it happen. So just just send it in. Let us know what you think, and uh, I I think. Us and all the listeners are about to win a bunch of money because we gave out some solid money. I'm about to listen, man. I missed, I missed all of that. Money, money, money. money. <laughs> Peace out, Peace. gentlemen. Peace, Peace out. Man, so I've been recording for an hour. This must be a four-hour ordeal. What did you <laughs> oh, God. LJ, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Dude, I've been at I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> a little over two. Uh, two and...
This is gonna be a 19 party. Yeah, this is a season. But there's like 20 minutes in there that could be. You might do an Arkansas special, LJ. Yeah. Yeah. Split it into two. Arkansas special and then NFL. No, I'm gonna leave it off. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it off. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what people are willing to listen to. <laughs> oh.